Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. Well, not at E-Nuts bills, but we're going to talk about that. Welcome to show number 244 of the No Name RC Podcast. Lefties off the record, better than your regular news. I want to say thank you to uh, Danny Paz. He came up with that quote, and happy birthday to Mr. Danny Paz. He went 35 today. But thank you, guys. Welcome, everybody, to the Lefty Off the Record show number three. I know I said I was going to do these every two weeks, but... You know, I've been kind of starting fires all week, so I thought it would be fun to have, you know, just put on my fire suit and go right at it today. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I miss hanging out with you guys. So thank you, everybody, for showing up. We have only have 68 people on here. We need to get this up to 100 plus people. So please share this, share this, share this. I'm not bringing on Clayton until we get, I'm doing what JQ does. Clayton's not coming on until we get 125 people in her. There we go. Um, good, good evening, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I appreciate everything. Um, just happy to be here hanging out with you guys. Um, yeah, but before I do that, I have to say some thanks and have to pay some bills. So I would like to say thank you to all of you guys out there, the NNRC squad around the world. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Obviously, I cannot do this without you. Uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, this is, you know, the NNRC is worldwide. Shout out to all my Australians that started the Asian Buggy Championships down there today. It's now 8, eight o'clock in the morning there in Australia. Uh, Scotty Ernst is down there. So that's going on. I don't know what's going on with my, uh, my cameras blinking here. I might have to turn it off at some point and turn it back on. But thank you guys for joining uh, thank you to all the patrons of the NNRC, all the YouTube members of the NNRC. And we're going down in numbers. We got up to 65. Now we're down to 67. We've got to get up to 100 or we're not bringing Clayton on her. And then he could go home and go. He can just go sleep. And then we just bring out Lefty the Sheriff. Um, but yeah, there we go. We got to get 100 people in her. But I also want to say thank you to these companies that uh, support the podcast. Uh, they are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, Stacked RC, Call RC, shout out to WRC, FRCC, Florida RC Championships, uh, House of RC, RCGP, and shout out to our drivers, David Ranafog, Jared Tebow, Robert Badia, and Alexander Hagberg. So thank you to all those companies for their support. We cannot do it without you guys. 
And I have to say happy birthday once again to Danny Paz. And happy birthday to my favorite RC driver that I love to interview, Aiden Horn. He probably went 19 today. So what's up, Gorilla Speed? How are you doing? What's up, Matthew Lawrence? Also, uh, joining us in the background is my good friend, Fred Costa from Brazil. He is going to be our producer. So in case anything happens, like the internet going on, or um, he's going to be looking for comments and all that type of stuff, because I think we're going to get bombarded. Once we get 100 plus people, then Clayton comes in. So we're at 74. So I'm just going to keep talking randomly till we get 100 people. So please share this. Let's get 100 plus people in here. And uh, let's have some fun, because I think this is going to be fire. What's up, Lance McDonald? What's up, Frankie Contreras? Where's Frankie Contreras Jr.? We need to get him to Wicked Weekend. That's what we need to do. Nuno Silva tuning in from Denmark. Matthew Lawrence tuning in from Brisbane, Australia. Are you not? Oh, you are at work, and you can't be at the Asian Buggy Championships. I feel for you. I feel for you. Happy birthday to BJ Williams as well. His birthday was this past Monday. Uh, BJ, answer my questions in the uh, WhatsApp group. Thank you. We got Kevin Caston. Why has the guy not even given you a gallon of Sidewinder? Sidewinder is actually sending me some fuel, finally. So And some uh, some people. I don't have 100 people. No, not 100 people, Jake. Don't have it. Uh, so we aren't, we aren't bringing Clayton on to that time. And, oh, Coil Boy says it's his birthday. He wants a shout-out to RC Excitement in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. That's Toddy and all those guys. We are having the 18th annual RC Moto X Outdoor Dirt Bike and 1-8th 10-scale race. I'm looking forward to see how those dirt bikes make out up on that track. We got Mr. Jerry Showers in the house. What's up, Mr. Showers? How you doing? Hope you're well. Kevin Thompson, I hope you this brings you back to racing. I know you haven't been racing a lot. Uh, but yeah, we are almost at 89, 10, 11 more people. 11 more people. Also, guys, don't forget to hit that like button on Facebook or YouTube. If you haven't joined the YouTube channel yet, please do. We're almost at 4,000 subs. And if you feel like, you know, supporting us a little bit more and I could send uh, Fred some money for his time today, hit that super chat, right? If you guys want to see call-ins and all that stuff in the future on these lives, I need a producer. I need to pay for that. So hit that super chat and yeah, let's get going. We can raise some money and we can uh, get a better program going here. Uh, so I see people are asking questions already. We got Martin from Canada. Kevin says, I have 24 gallons here. When am I coming to Vegas? I don't know if I'm welcome at Vegas, especially at Silver State. Um, but anyway, that's a story for a different day. Castor Racing asks, will I have some hearts? I will not have hats and shirts at Wicked. I will have stickers. So come up and see me. I do have stickers, and I will be giving them away to uh, people. 90? Come on. You guys can't get to 100? What's up, Jay Smoker? I played you in the interview. I played you, sorry, in the intro. So, uh, yeah, we got we, what's happening with Kyle McBride. Not much, I would say. But uh, my, actually, so we're having a live tonight. And then actually, uh, Max and I are getting together tomorrow. Uh, our guest this week is actually Kevin Habit. I have to record with him tomorrow. Max and I are recording tomorrow. So we will have a regularly scheduled podcast this week as well as this live. But I felt like, you know, after all this fire and all this, just, you know, just this pure... I, it was great to get people discussing things about RC and talking about RC and all that type of stuff. So uh, I invited Clayton on, and we're dropping in numbers. Nope, Clayton isn't coming on. We ain't got 100 yet. I'm going to have to be like JQ. Just, just wait. We ain't got 100 people. We got 85 people. We was almost at 100, and we dropped. 
I must be boring you guys. If I'm boring you guys, I'll just go. No, I'm only joking. Of course, I'm not going to go anywhere. All right. Um, thank you guys all for joining. Let's get it up to 100. Let's bring Clayton on. We got five more minutes, and he's not going to bring him on. I'm going to go through some of these. We got some. Hey, what? Mike Barkus. I know you have some questions for Clayton. Sasquatch from Massachusetts checking in. Sasquatch. There's another Sasquatch? Yes. Yes. I met you. I remember now. I remember at PMB. Yes. 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 Sasquatch. I remember. We were just trying to figure out who you was. Quick NVA, what's up? Chris Lamaster, Jerry Kleinbell, what's happening? How are you guys doing? 89, come on. You guys can't even give me 100 people? Come on, guys. Share this. Share this to all your Facebook groups. Share it, share it, share it, share it. Share, 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 share. Mike Barkus, a.k.a. Sasquatch. So, oh, did you guys see I posted, I have found my new food challenge. Oh, yes. I am going to do the one-up Sour challenge. I watched one of my favorite guys. Uh, I forget his name. What's his name? I posted it on my Facebook today. Come on. What's the guy who says, have a nice day? Uh, the Beast. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Frick. Anyway, he eats a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I'll be doing that. And we'll be doing that to raise some money for something. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll raise some money for something. All right, 91. Nine more people. And then we can bring Clayton on because I know you have a lot of questions. L.A. Beast, that's his name, Dakri, ma'am. I am going to do one-up sour challenge. I'm looking for a charity to do that for. So 250 at Pine Hills. So maybe a few RC addicts short today. Eh. Are you at Pine Hills? Uh, uh, no, you're in New Zealand. <laughs> Charlie Mack, that's cheating, though. He says, I'm watching on two TVs, a laptop, and on my phone. 91. I, if, if, I don't, if I can't get 100, JQ is never going to let me hear the end of this. Never going to let me hear the end of this. But, um, yes, we do have Clayton in the back. 95, 97. See, this is why JQ is persistent with this. Three more people. Three more people. Three more people. I am putting on the sheriff's hat today as well, but probably after Clayton gets off. You know, I don't... He can't be around for all that type of fire. All right. We're going on. We're going on. All right. Maybe we'll get this if we uh, we bring in some people. Paul Lynch says, what's up from Bluntville, Tennessee? Is that actually really uh, a place? Or is that just a nickname? 98 people. 98 people. Oh, I really enjoyed Wheel and Trigger last night. It was great. Uh, I didn't watch it all last night, but I watched the replay today. I also enjoyed their um, Kevin Abbott interview. was excellent as well. So if you guys haven't checked that, go check it out. They were wild last night. Ooh. What? Oh, Kevin Kasson wants to see how many tacos or hot dogs I can eat. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I can eat quite a lot, but um, I like the pain. I think the pain means more. That's what happens. What's up, Chase? How you doing? All right. Jesus. We, we almost got up there. We almost got up there. We almost got out of Matthew Lawrence says, Alex Bernard, Zach, time to, I don't think anybody can compete with Alex in Australia. That's for sure. Dakry man. Thank you for that one night. Jackie man's always giving uh, us some super chats. If you guys wish to support, uh, hit that super chat button. We're going to, uh, yeah, improve our show a little bit. I go back to live calling to do live calling. I need a producer. So I got to pay for him. Uh, all right. So we didn't get to a hundred and, and I know I don't want to keep, keep Clayton up. Well, we are going to get to 100, but I don't want to keep Clayton up too late. 99. Come on. I need to see one zero zero. One more. One more. 
Logan might, mm, might, but not sure. Hey, Alex is just on a whole different level in, in Australia. Let's have an eating contest. Hold on. Why am I not sharing this? Uh, why does it keep going away? I just, I should just let my producer do his job instead of trying to produce this, right? Greg Degani could definitely eat a lot of hot dogs. He can eat a lot of hot dogs. He really likes hot dogs. I, I prefer the hot stuff. Nothing cinnamon related because after the toe of Satan, I am like, I think, oh, okay, there we go. 101. All right, 101. All right, here we go. We're going to bring in Mr. President. Uh, I hope he has his flame suit on. And uh, we're, we're going to take it easy. We're going to have questions, but we're going to get through some topics first before we uh, we do that. So welcome, Mr. President. Hello, everybody. How's it going? How you doing, Clayton? Uh, I'm good. It's about 50-50, positive, negative, you know. Better than the old war. It was 90 negative, 10% positive. I think there it was. was any. I, look, all right. So I understand why people are upset. Uh, oh, I, I understand. Too. I understand why it was done. Um, should we just should we just go right into that? Or should we just I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about your yeah, six months so far in in as a president. Uh, we got to see you in action at uh, uh, me personally at the, the Nationals this year uh, when I was there. So I guess we'll start with there. If you guys don't know who this is, this is Clayton Young. He just became president or El Presidente of Roar. He has been uh, cleaning up shop as well. Uh, as he's he's let a few of the committee guys go. As we know, we know about Jeff Parker. We also knew about that. Uh, I, I can't remember which other position that you had to let go. Uh, Rob King and just recently Brent Klingforth. Okay. So those guys have what positions in the committee? Uh, Rob King was technical director. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Parker was uh, competition director. Mm-hmm. And Brent Klingforth was a secretary treasurer. Okay. So we they, we are actively looking to replace those committee members at this moment? I actually, we voted in a very well-known name last night. I'm waiting mm-hmm. to check their schedule and make sure that they are um, willing to do the job. But mm-hmm. that will be a big announcement when that happens. Okay, but we are looking for regional reps. Anybody that wants to be involved in Roar, uh, they can contact at, at president at Roar. President at RoarRacing.com. Okay, or just hit you up on Facebook, too, because you yeah. answer those questions as well. Or and contact have, the, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> contact the Roar Facebook page as well. Yes, yep. Um, and we do have possible promotions director. I need to reach out to him and do an interview with him so we make sure we're good. So we have people putting their stuff out there. Um, uh, so as long as everything's on the up and up, we should start filling positions here shortly. Okay. <clears throat> and is, is it, are you getting more off-road guys involved? I know you wanted to get some more. Involved. This is actually a that? pretty good name off-road person that we Ooh. selected for secretary treasurer. Um, I, I, you will know them. No doubt. Okay. So Everybody on this podcast will know the name. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Just have to confirm. The availability, we're going to switch the meeting night because it didn't work for them mm-hmm. um, to a different day, and then we'll be good. Okay. Uh, real quick, shout out to all the New Zealanders, all the Kiwis out there, uh, Dwayne Fletcher and Basha NZ. I know a bunch of them have gone over to Australia to race as well. Uh, one person says Drake. So let, I don't know. I don't know who it is. That's news to me, Jerry. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to ask the president after this and keep, you know, keep my lips sealed. All right. Uh, <laughs> people are just hit, now people are just throwing out names, Tebow, <laughs> all this type of stuff. All right. Um, so welcome, Clayton. Thank you for this. Uh, we kind of 
it was kind of impromptu because we had a little bit of uh, some fire going on last week with the, the cancellation of the the mini truggy and four wheel drive short course classes at the ENATS, uh, which which I kind of understand. I mean, we had three mini truggy uh, mini truggy signups, and I think it was eight uh, short course signups. It was so, five, but one five, of them was dropping, okay. so I was going to be down to four. And I'm like, well, geez, if we're down at four what are the possibilities that we actually fill it up? Um, and based on every race this year, that wasn't really possible. But what I should have done is talk to my vice president, Garland Smith, who's an off-road guy and who held the ENATS last year to find out that a lot of these people show up and pay the late fee, like almost doubled the entries on the day of the race, which makes it very hard for us because then we're shipping trophies at the end of the race to people's houses instead of having this stuff there for the race. And then we don't have enough support people because we think there's only going to be 75, 80 people. And then there's 150. So I mean, the, the whole thing about signing up and making your plans is so that everybody knows what's going on. The track knows they need pit space. That's another thing right now is that a lot of these people that are still coming late, um, they're asking for pit space and the track's like, well, we didn't think we had this many. So the track may end up having to rent another tent or squeeze in people to, to get enough pit space for everybody who's showing up. Um, so well, that's just us. Look, one thing who he used to be a co-host on this podcast, Jeff Keaton, he always says RC racers are their own worst enemies, right? We sure. are our own worst enemies. If we are planning, if someone is planning to go to, a race like the ENATS where you got to travel to, the first thing you would want to do is sign up and have your pit space covered. Now, we saw a bunch of people complaining about the price of the pit space, right? Let me tell you something. LCRC, I paid $100 to have a tent, a table, two chairs, and electricity there. And I'm media. And media doesn't really pay for that, right? Right. But I paid for it. And that's how these tracks make their money, right? Right. Especially at somewhere like the ENATS with a very low turnout. So these racers need to sign up and avoid this. But to be honest, I don't feel that those two classes should be with eight scale anyway. I have my own theories that we're going to go about, go on about that. But I wanted to get that out there. You also um, you also brought up the rule, 13.9, that there is a rule that if not if they don't have 15 entries by the time of the deadline, that the, the class can be canceled. Yeah, and usually we do it around eight instead of 15 because 15 is a lot, especially for on-road, which is been dying lately um that they struggled to get a full heat of most of the classes besides the stock uh touring car classes i would agree i would agree there i I feel for the people that want to run mini truggy i understand that people will sign up on the day and whatnot i understand that like mike like sasquatch saying he says seems like a heads up notice would have been would have helped uh might cancel this for lack of interest I understand that. I understand that. Even I talked to you and said, oh, maybe maybe you should just cut them from the race next year. And yeah, said, I no. think my, my problem was I needed to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So if people were like going to show up or whatever, like it needed to be long enough that people could change their plans, not pack up their stuff, show up and then find out, oh, well, we canceled it. Like mm-hmm. I was that's what I was more afraid of. What I didn't realize is that there is a lot of people that don't care about paying late fees. I like that was my maybe maybe my mistake. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens at the race if actually a bunch of people show up or not. But okay, um, 
I, I wanted to get one thing out because I know yep. people ask this constantly. Membership cards, because John Bolton's asking about this, and there are no membership cards, right? Digital cards or virtual cards now? Yeah, they go to your email. The email you pay with PayPal, they automatically go as soon as you sign up. That started back in May. Okay. And if you don't have a number, what can you do? Just contact you. Just leave it blank because it's on the, our webpage. And if you have a question, you can Facebook message me or email me, and I will send you a screenshot of all your information so you can make sure it's right. Okay. Um, I don't know how long we're going to keep this process because things aren't getting done as quickly as I want to uh, website digitally wise and stuff. So we will see. Um, I'm getting ready to talk to our friend, um, the fifth scale Ephra guy. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have another talk here shortly. Okay. Yeah, he actually has a great question for the podcast later on today as well. Okay. And I just wanted to remind you guys to share this, share this to all your Facebook groups. If you're in a YouTube chat, hit that like button, help us get up to that 4K uh, subscription mode. And if you are feeling like supporting the podcast some more and helping us get better, hit that super chat for us as well. All right. So, Mr. President, six months in, it's been hectic. I saw you. It was interesting talking to you at at the nationals, I was even on you about doing like LCQs and all that type of stuff. But I have to admit, you was a busy man. I thought your RMT did a good job. I saw if you wasn't up there, um, if you wasn't up there do, doing the referee jobs, you was out term marshaling for people, which is ridiculous because we shouldn't have we should have term marshals out there for um, you know this is a national event. People should be yeah. out there term marshaling. You shouldn't have to be out there. But I saw you. I saw um, Garland. Well, I wanted someone to go do interviews with you, so I needed a marshal for them so they could do the interview. That's true too. That's true too. <laughs> that was good. Uh, we had we had Danny up there taking pictures, which I thought was really good because it ended yeah, up being like awesome. some of the early pictures that we had from that. So shout out to him. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy and birthday, Danny. That's right. So, um, how has been your first six months? of being uh, in charge of raw. It, it has to be, you don't look like you, well, you had gray hair before you went in there. You don't look like you have any more. So oh yeah. It's, it's still gray on the sides. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's been overwhelming, um, but rewarding at the same time. But uh, there is, uh, there was so many things that I didn't understand the depth of how bad they were. So when you, have a bad process you're like okay i'll just fix a process then you realize that it it's more than a process that's 25 people involved in the process and trying to get them to be on the right page or fire them and then Mm -hmm. find somebody to take that spot so you're not taking on the work and trying to get membership cards to be emailed out like it just every little thing and then realizing that we do have still some and an old <laughs> can't think of the right word for that, but um, old rules in there um, that antiquated. still need to be addressed. Antiquated. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. See, that's why you're the host. Nope. <laughs> so that I, I would, I guess it's like when you go in to cut out. I, I hate to use this, but when you go in to cut out the rot, right? You don't know how far the rot goes in. And yeah. I think what's happened is that. I was talking about this today with a buddy of my buddy, Tony, and I was like, what's happened is that American racing has been without a proper federation for so many years. It's got to be about 50, at least 15 years now that that's a lot of rot to get rid of. And not only that, there's people that are now into RC 
that have never had any type of raw experience, right? So they've right. come in, and how we do how things are being done now is how they ex, how they think it's supposed to be. Uh, and then when we see people who cry for rules and want rules and they want referees and they want all this type of stuff, well, there there's rules and there's there's things that have to be abided by, but it seems like people want rules until the rules are applied to them, right? Yeah. So that can be in a lot of different things. And it I, I say this all the time. It's the Wild West of RC. I think that's why the Europeans kind of look and they're just like, what the fuck sometimes? Like, they just can't, <laughs> like, you know, because the, everything over there is so, like, it's done by the book pretty much. And don't worry. I'm not, they have their issues as well, right? They have the antiquated people and they have all that type of stuff as well. But it's like, it's like rules just completely went out of the, out of the equation for the last 15 years here in RC. So you also got to change a mindset that has developed in the last 15 years. People say they want a governing body. They want this. They want rules. They want regulations. Well, that all comes with applying rules. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions as well. You have to make, you, you get credit for the good decisions, but you also have to make those hard decisions every, every, all the time as well. Yeah. And for people that are listening, the one-tenth off-road Nats are coming up and there is no one signed up for two-wheel drive short course stock or mod. No one. And the turnout last year was abysmal. So if you're going to run, sign up before it closes or we will have this happen again. There you go. Our own worst enemy, right? <laughs> right. Our own worst enemy. Uh, so... After six months of being here, what do you see happening? Like in the next, how, how long is your tenure? Anyway, how long is a, a president's tenure in Raw now? It is two years. We okay. are amending the bylaws so that it will be four. Um, but that won't happen until after the election. So it's a, it won't affect my term. Mm-hmm. But if I get reelected, then then it would apply. Do you now, after being here for six months, do you think you want to do another term yet? <laughs> that's a tough question to answer because it is hard and it is frustrating when you make a decision that, that hurts a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very rewarding when you have um, like BHRC come up and say, we've never wanted to host a war race or have anything to do with war. But right now I would love to host a war race, mm-hmm. you know, th- those things and, and having Tebow come up to you and say, I've been doing this for 25 years and I've never been to an event that was run this smooth from Roar. This is great. Thank you so much. Like the big names saying thank you. Small people, not small people. Sorry, that's a really bad way to say that. But like the, the newer racers. drivers. The, yes. the, yeah, newer racers um, at Nats. When I was down there marshalling, they were like, dude, I get I had more fun here than I did at Wicked Weekend or PNB because we had so much track time and and things just you know kind of just ran and flowed and there wasn't any craziness and like I thank you so much so you know hearing it from all perspectives mm-hmm. that 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 gives you the energy to keep going even when you do upset some people. Well, I mean, to make omelet, you have to break some eggs, right? Yeah, and uh. I would say that I have not seen this much excitement around Raw in many, many years, right? And I I think so far you've done a good job. I know you can't please everybody. Like, we have a lot of people asking questions, sir. We'll get to them. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to get through through some topics that we I was talking about this week as well. Um, it's, it's always going to be difficult, right, with this type of situation. I, and look, 
I've told you, I, I have been the Federation's, one of the Federation's most biggest and public critic. I'm right. now turning my focus to IFMAR uh, because they need to be fixed. So oh, yeah. uh, I've told you when, when I met you, I said, look, when you do good things, I'm going to give you praise. But when you do bad things or things that I think are, are not good, I'm going to tell you about that too. Now with the, the situation with the mini truggy and the four wheel drive short course, I was like, okay. But then the rules allow that. Right. So right. it has to be like, you have to apply rules at some point. I understand that people are upset about it. I get that. I truly yep. do. But I believe that these classes were added to the ENATS to make up for the low interest that the, this, this race has seen in the, in the few, in the past. Right. It's been yeah, around for a few know, years now. I don't know the history of when four-wheel drive short course got added to this. It mm-hmm. seems like it's 10-scale class, so it should be with 10-scale, but I, I don't know. Well, I think I think they did this because it's we're not getting the entries at the ENETs. It's it's mm-hmm. just as simple as that. Uh, that's going to lead me to my next topic, which is uh, I had a vote this week, uh, and I talked to you about it. I honestly think that we should – do away with the ENATs altogether because I, I don't think it's going to come to a point where tracks just aren't going to bid on it, right? Because for people that, that understand this, tracks have to want to do this. And also, it's not easy because the tracks don't really make money off the entries unless it hits a certain entry count. Well, the even then, so they, I think they make 1500 up to 125 And right. then once they hit 125 they get another 1000 But then and the next bonus isn't, I feel like I'd have to look at the rules, but it seems like it's like 250 before you right. start making money per entry. So, and, and that was created based on the fact that we send however many people we send and the trophies cost and whatever else we got to pay for. So. Like, yeah. Because you guys have to get paid. The RMT has to get paid. They have to pay for the time. So the track makes their money off the sponsors that they get. Yep. Uh, pit spaces that they sell. They sell T-shirts and stuff like that as well. That's how they make their money. So the entry money and the money that comes from Raw isn't what people think it is. And tracks have to want to do this. So right now we're looking at, I feel kind of bad for Calandra. He's up yeah. there. He's he's trying to get this race going, right? And he's he's looking at the entry numbers and saying, yeah, you know, like he's dealing with people. Yeah, they put in RV spots and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Besides their, their building burnt down. Their carpet track had burned right, down tell me recently, about that. so they just you know just rebuilt the whole thing. So they lipo they fire put out people tons of money to not just for this event, but like in their whole facility because of situations. So I agree. I hope people do come and get. By and, the way, people, that was a lipo fire that almost that burnt, almost burned down the whole facility. Remember, I, I know all about lipo fires. Um, I just recently had one, so I think the. I personally think this is what I think, and I want to, and it seems to be wanted because I had like 300, almost 400 votes, and the majority of the vote was to combine. I think we should just have a one eighth off road nationals. Um, I, I was talking to you about this. I said, I, for, for the first race, I would do nitro buggy, truggy, and e buggy. Now I know all the e truggy guys out there are going to get pissed off at me, but I would do it to, to see how that works first, right? Maybe throw an e truggy, but on a lower level. I would cap the races. I would cap the races at a cap each class at a hundred entries, right? Let's say we add e truggies, four hundred entries. Most people are at the nats on a Tuesday anyway, so you get there Tuesday setup day, went and do this. How DNC does it and Silver State does it, does it when they have a race like that? Uh, 
Wednesday will be practice. Thursday can be e-buggy, e-truggy day. Or if we if you don't do e-truggy, it can be truggy and e-buggy day. Friday, because buggy is obviously 10-minute qualifiers, it can be qualifying day for buggy. Saturday can be e-buggy and truggy finals day. You can, if you want, you can have the triple A mains the next day on a Sunday or whatever. And then Sunday would be a nitro buggy day. I would do away with the two-minute uh, warm-up or whatever, two-minute run that you do every morning. Nobody needs that. Um, yeah, I don't people- think we did the two-minute run uh, this year. Okay. So that's, that, see, we didn't even need that. Don't need yeah. that. Um, give people a minute warm up time and just uh, probably got an RD in there that has had experience with high entry, high entry numbers because you're gonna have 400 entries if you sell out all class, all four classes. And I say the easiest way to do that because it's obvious, right? It, it to me, it's quite obvious that for the e buggy e nationals to be for e buggy to be successful, it needs to be combined with nitro because the e buggy guys only aren't showing up. It's simple. Like, and the Nitro guys ain't making a trip over to eBuggy because for them, eBuggy is kind of a side class, right? And that right. is that is the honest truth. Like, people can get mad at me. Uh, I, I think that eBuggy is, it's got a world's coming up, so it's going to be, it's going to have more prestige to it. But Nitro guys run more eBuggy. It's more guys that run Nitro and eBuggy than there is just eBuggy guys. And if we see these ENATs with these limited numbers and not getting the entries that they want, tracks just ain't going to bid. It's just going to fade into oblivion anyway, right? So I would I would say that we, we should highly look into just having an eight-scale fuel, uh, eight-scale nationals. And everybody can do, it can be all done in one race. People don't have to go to two different races. You'll get, I'm pretty sure you will sell out with this because everybody's going to want to do it. Uh, I would start maybe the days finish at eight o'clock, nine o'clock days, a little bit longer. And I think that's the only way that we're going to see this national championship for electric actually go on. I don't think it's going to, I think with a standalone nationals, it, it's not going to happen. And then I know we talked about maybe splitting it truggy and having a truggy nationals and a buggy nationals, but I actually think that's been done already. Uh, okay. And I think that I think that Truggy will in will suffer from the I think it's just having the two races to go to that that really gets that, that people can't afford, right? Because to go to a nationals, you pretty much get in there for a week, right? Yeah. So I would do that. My my personal what I would do, and then what I would like to see implicated is like what they had recently here in Europe, which was the Euro Bs. So the Euro Bs are like for up and coming young racers hobbyists who don't really want to go to like the full scledge nationals also if you have been in the top 50 of the euro a's you can't run the euro b's for like five Mm. years right so i would do that and then i would say take the top 50 of the from the previous year of the euro a's they got an automatic entry into the next year and they take the top 50 from the euro b uh, sorry the national b's and they get qualified into the nationals but it gives a pathway for young and up-and-coming racers, like what p- races that have won Eurobees, David Ronnefalk has won it. You know, he won that before. He's also a multi-time European champion, world champion, all that type of stuff. So all of this, uh, it, 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 it gives those people some spotlight. It gives people training that they need because I've seen people come to nationals clueless. You know, they, they, everybody wants rules until they have to get a, a, a 
raw sanctioned lipo battery, right? And they don't right. have it. Or did I come in there with an Amazon battery that they picked up for 50 bucks, right? I know people's once regionals and all this type of stuff. I think we can have regionals, but first we need to have regional reps, right? Yeah. We have to get everything yeah. filled out and get that going. But I feel that the national bees will be great. It will be a pathway for younger racers. It will be of something of prestige for them. And I think that um, what they're doing, and this is so, this is the other kicker to this, right? Companies can send a, 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 a top driver and a mechanic to assist their team drivers that are there. This, and don't, I don't want to hear nothing about sponsorship and all that stuff. You can be sponsored and be in this class. You can run this class, all this type of stuff. But that will add much more value to the companies sending Dakota Fend and Barry Baker or what's his name or, you know, or sending Spencer Rifkin and um, the King to the race to support those, those drivers on, without pressure, because that driver can be there. He can help them out. He can do everything he wants. He, he doesn't have to worry about winning that race. He can come there. He can support his drivers. This is exactly what they did here last week in France. Every company sent a representative or two to help out their lower, their lower, their lower drivers. I honestly feel that that would bring much more value to Roar, to RC in America, than having an ENATS, in my opinion. And it sounds like a good idea. I can talk to manufacturers uh, two weeks when I'm, or a week and a half when I'm down there or up there in New York. And and it will bring so much more value for the company, right? And so much more valuable value for the racer. He will be able to be there. And yeah, see, Lance McDonald's is saying he suggested this eight years ago. I, 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 I wasn't around eight years ago. I was just yeah. born. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be great. And then that, that national B championship, you have then you have to qualify for the nationals through that, right? You you come in the top fifty. I I don't I don't know how the all the ins and outs will work because we're talking about multiple classes as well, right? But in Europe, uh, if you like I said, if you made a, if you make a top fifty in the Euro age, you can't compete in this. You can't compete in this race. And if you and it's it's more just like for people who who probably are intimidated by the Royal Nationals or young racers that are just. You know, gives them some spotlight because we don't give no spot. It's much better than having a junior class at the Raw Nationals, in my opinion, mm. as well. You know, yeah. and I think that that would make so much more sense than having a, a ENATS where people aren't attending. Right? People just aren't attending to the ENATS. Make make that all one race. Get that out of the way. You'll get those four hundred entries without a problem. Yeah, I guarantee you, you will get four hundred entries. You'll get people racing all four classes if you include Etrogi. You'll be able to get that race done in a good time, time frame. Got a good R&D there, R&D there who's used to working these big number races. And then people would have something to look forward to. Oh, I want to go to the National B so I can go to a National A. You know? And these young, like, like this kid, Remy Bermudez, he just won it. He's fast, right? He's super fast young kid, but he's not in the A finals of the the Euro A's, right? He can right. be one day, but this is a like, like I tell people, think of it as a 250 class. You know, right. some guys like Martin Davalus, who stayed in the 250 class until he was 45 years old and then moved up to the 450 class. That can still happen. That doesn't matter. But there's young guys who wanna wanna make a name for themselves and want a pathway to actually maybe doing this for a living. I'm not saying everybody's gonna do it for a living, but you know what I mean. It's a step. I think Raw can do it. 
Now, qualifying for that might be a little different. That's where I would see the regionals come into play. But if we want regionals, we got to have people in those regions who have volunteering their time and or compensated somehow to organize these regional races and run them properly. When I say a regional race, we can't have a nitro buggy race with pro intermediate sportsmen. It has to be run how it will be run at a raw nationals. Yeah. It's simple I, I, as that. That's, a, that's kind of um, the whole frustration with some of these people that are complaining that, you know, Hey, I've won all these side classes for, for years and I like the side classes. Well, yeah, that's why they're called exhibition now, because if you want to be a national champion, you should be competing against the best of the best. So the, the whole, everybody needs a trophy. Yeah, that's cool. That it's not reality. Everybody needs to compete. So Kevin Castle says, how is doing a, a, a national, not a path. All you're doing is making a race for guys who would normally be in the D main of the national. no, I guarantee you that there's young guys who probably ain't ready to go to a national level race yet will be winning this race. And that, that will be their step. That will be their class. They're qualifying in their debt. Take them top 50 from to, who made the top 50 last year. They're mm-hmm. in. They are in. This will eliminate that. Oh, how yeah, fast? Right now we do the top, top 24 um, goes into the next year, but it wouldn't be a big deal to do the top 50, especially if you're splitting it up. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open just thinking to all a lot. I, look, yeah, that's that's you guys' job. That's way above my salary cap and my brain <laughs> thinking. We don't get salary. <laughs> you know, that's that's how that you guys can figure out a format. But I just think that um, that will that will just. I I always think of the youth, right? And every time I look at the Euro Bees, a young David Ronafog won this back in the day. A young Davide Angaro and Marco Barufalo were battling out for first and second. All these guys are now top names in in our industry. It could yeah, be the same. You in gotta win something to to kick yourself to the next level. It seems to be working for them now. The only thing in Europe is Europe has individual countries. They have uh, they have qualifying sessions and stuff like that. But the the individual countries could be the individual regions in in America. But for yeah, that eventually happen, I'd love to get to regionals qualify for nationals. But like you said, we have to get the regional straightened out to where they're all running regional races, not few regionals having or few regions running races and the rest of them not running. Right. Anything. Everybody has to be in co- coordination. Right. And if yep. the issue of having multiple regional races around around America is that they're competing with other local races, you know, and then that race is going to have sportsmen and intermediate. That's where people want to go. See, these races eliminate all that cho- choice. That that trophy chasing, right? That right. We, this this culture of trophy chasing and all this type of stuff that we've 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 festered in RC. That's fine. We can have all of that. I don't care. But the the nationals and raw should be about how the rest of the world races, because that's, we're setting the standard for the next rest of the world. That's part of my frustration right now with everything. Is that it's been run the same way for a million years, and there's no change in. Like it's just sitting here dying on a vine. So like when you came up, we're talking about the last chess qualifier. The only reason that I couldn't do it at the time was because it's not in the rule book, but it's not a bad idea to fill some gap of the hour break between the semis and the finals to have a last chance to get the last two in or something like that. Like 
I'm open to things that create excitement and mm-hmm. fun in racing to get more people involved. Um, yeah, because I would say if you if the top 25 of that B <clears throat> national, they make a B national, then they have to go race the A national after that. They can't go back to that B national yeah, for a while. Yeah. That's what yeah. I would do. I just I just think that's more value than than the ENATS right now. Because to be honest, there are some people that just don't belong at nationals. Like I know it it's it's I believe that a national a national race is really for those top intermediate guys. The nationals that we have now, I should say, there's top intermediate guys to the top pro guys, right? That's what you're gonna see. Yep. But the, there's there's a bunch of guys below that that are good that will be good at the national B. There's a bunch of young guys up here that are coming up through the ranks that can have something to look forward to because well, and they can cut their teeth in a travel race, a travel national to where instead of just being your fast local guy, they get to travel to somewhere and be out of their comfort zone, exactly. but not have the pressure of, of all the super pros that they're going to be two, three seconds off a lap. You know, they'll, they could actually be somewhat competitive with the bottom 50. And they'll actually get support from a driver and a mechanic and a company without that driver worrying about wrenching on his car and right. doing all this type of stuff. So we, yes, you had a junior. If we can get that to happen. <laughs> I think the, the manufacturers would be silly not to get behind that because it brings them so much more value than because that's, that's what, that's what these pro drivers are for, right? We got to use them in a, in a sense like that. Uh, how many young racers at the national at the national do you have a youth race? Isn't that a path? Yeah, but that just that isn't that that is just a side side race of the of the national, you know. Right, and it won't get them any support from the factories because it's like uh, the the pros are still working on their stuff, trying to get their stuff ready, so they don't have the time. Like and not you only just saying, and not only that, you have like a, a driver like Little Bump and that kid Jonah Wilson and maybe some guys that are exceptionally good racing against racers who who probably shouldn't be at the Nationals. They should be at the B Nationals, in my opinion. So I think that, um, yeah, but it won't hurt the B Nationals. Lance is saying it will hurt the A Nationals turnout because the, if this is, if the A Nationals is left at, Capped at and have you you have four at, so this is this is also if you have just a one eighth nationals, right? You have a one eighth nationals with e buggy, truggy, nitro truggy because e truggy is very is growing extremely fast. I actually believe e truggy is more popular than nitro truggy, uh, right at this moment. But if you have all those four classes, that's a, that turnout won't matter because you'll still get the interest what you that you need. I cap it at a hundred in each class. I guarantee you that that will sell out. I guarantee you that will sell out. Right. But I think what Lance is saying, if if you advertise the A and the B, then some of the people from the, they'll just want to go to the B. They won't want to go to the A. So you just have to be prepared that your A might not sell out. Well, the A is what, the A is the goal, right? That's where people, that's where the creme of the creme right. wants to grow. Glow. So you have to make the A a little bit, um, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to make it more of a, more, oh gosh. Prestigious. More, not prestigious, but more people want to make it there, right? You know what I mean? So well, you have I mean, to make they'll it, be the pro champion instead of the amateur champion. Right. You, you should make it where you have to qualify through the national Bs to get there. You know what I mean? So that yeah, some, some, way, point. Some, some point, like, okay, I want to go to the nationals. It's not, it's not just about who can sign up as fast as they can, right? right. <laughs> it's about, hey, I have to go through the national B in order to, to get to the national A. And that will then give that race – 
that give that give that national B some meaning and give making a national A much more meaning than just signing up as fast as you can. So, so Kevin Castor with that comment, I, I agree that if you race faster guys, you get faster, but at a national, you typically are only racing the speed of people that you're rate that you're with. So you don't actually get to race against the faster guys. You'll end up in a heat with the guys of your speed. I agree. And I, that's just, I mean, I'm looking at the Euro bees this past weekend in France and I'm just like this. And I, I, a lot of people that, a lot of my American my Americans that do follow European race and they all agree that this is a this is something good, right? Um, I watched how much companies send support for this. And I'm like, this, this as a manufacturer is much more valuable than what we're doing right now. And it brings both both will have prestige, but one will be where you have to to get to the national A, you have to go through the national B. And that's where people should be. Like if you are a hobbyist sportsman type of racer the national b is where you should be you should like the national a is for this top this it's like it's like the big leagues as fran Chu says you got to work your way up to that so uh yeah look mrs fan will know all about this i think working your way up when you're young with top pro teachers that doesn't stop we got plenty of that going on we got plenty of that going on at these other races out there these these San Dakota fan and San Barry Baker or his mechanic to support these young racers. It'd be so much more beneficial than trying to get Dakota fan when he's trying to wrench on three or four different cars. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's my opinion. So let's let's tackle this because John Bolton has been talking about this for quite some time. You'll never sell out anything if your national event never has a solid place and time of year. It's always the second week of all. It's if it's always the second week of August. Okay, so he must be an on-road guy. So I know that August, Texas Roar Speedway, it would sell out. It's the second week of August in Texas. Yeah, that's going to be too hot. I think it's just using yeah. that as a as a and as example. I believe um, so. Typically, yeah. the races are supposed to be the same time of year for each event, over and over. Um, I know Roar kind of messed it up, not this year, but the year before. Um, for whatever reason, but most of the time the 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 carpet nats for on road are in March. Um, the carpet off road nats are in April, even though that's a brand new race. Um, May seems to typically be on road paved, but that kind of moves around depending on where it's raced at. But then August is usually one tenth off road, and June is usually nitro off road. But I mean, I'm not opposed to having a fixed weekend, but we as Roar need to make sure we're not dumping on top of a race. Like right now, the ENATS is on top of LCRC's nitro mm-hmm. race. So some of the guys that would go to ENATS are going to be at LCRC. Um, so the, the weekend choice was not ideal especially well, I think what he's LCR saying is he wants one place where they're gonna be oh every year in the same place because it's like well where's the the nationals in 2024 well this is america you can drive anywhere in america it's not like you gotta fly internationally to go to the royal nationals and i think just like just like um the worlds which has goes to each block every two years I feel that the Royal Nationals should go to different tracks because then we'll get that that comment. Well, if it's if it's at one track every year, 
well, those people got a home court advantage, right? Because they know the soil, they know this, they know that's what we're going to hear next. I don't think that's feasible. I think that you should spread the love. I think, I think we need. It, it might end up being at one place because tracks ain't bidding on it. That should be something we should talk about. How do how does a track uh, bid on a roll? How does it? How does that work? How does that whole bidding system work? So in October we will open up to all. We'll open up all nationals to be bid on, um, and they'll go fill out the national bid template for a track, which basically is like a what's the size of your track? Like it gives them a template on what things to fill in. And then they send that in and the competition director who we don't have right now uh, would then format all that stuff for the committee. And then we have a committee meeting and we bring forward the pros and cons of each track and the committee bids on which one to win the last five, six years. That's been only one track that bids for each one, maybe two tracks once in a while. But I have a feeling because things have, Besides this race, things have gone fairly well at every race that we've run so far this year. So I've I've had a bunch of track owners, um, even at the Fuel Nats. Um, there was there's a track in Idaho or or Iowa. I think it's Idaho that they just built this amazing facility. Um, there's uh, Kevin A. Bear has a track up in Canada that is interested in hosting carpet gnats. Like there, there's more tracks coming out of the woodworks um, that are interested in hosting a war race than um, I could have ever dreamed of. So I'm hoping this time we'll actually have choices. I do agree with this though. I think that the, I think that we, we, we kind of know that the raw nationals, the few nationals will always be in June, right? It seems to be the first week of June. I think that should be locked in. I, I would agree with that. Let's lock in dates if we can for these. I understand that it's hard. If 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 a race knows that that's going to be that race, then they know. Okay, that race that that dates off off of off bonds. I mean, you're probably going to have races that put that on there anyway, right? Yeah. But that's the nationals. That's going to be the day. And I think racers will know that as well. I mean, right now we're kind of dealing with that with the worlds, right? We're almost a year away from the worlds or just over a year away from the world championships. And we didn't even know where it's going to be. The right? uh, on-road paved? No, world? what about the off-road world championships? Um, well, we have the Brazil one, right? That's what I'm talking about. But that's not been confirmed by IFMAR yet. Oh, I did not know that. No, that, no there's been no confirmation yet. Because I've asked them because the U.S. drivers have asked um, if the world's is still going to be in Brazil, and every time I've asked um, F- Ifmar, they've said yes. Yeah, we're talking about Ifmar. We're not talking about. We're talking about. We're talking about. But I do not agree with the the nationals being in one place. It. Yeah. It, I think that they should be spread around. I think they should be fluid. The date should be set in stone. But I think the the um the the watch we call it the location because so john sounds like their regional spread the love putting his resume in for competition director to me he should he should be he's gotten all these great ideas on how these races should be done and i think he would be a great person to join the committee um when he's got the time to or be a regional yeah uh i know i think he should be competition director and that's not i'm not not taking a dig at you but if you want to make that change then join up that's simple as that right I if keep you bugging want to make him. That so he says keep... I signed, but you did you no? You didn't sign up to be. Did you? Are you a committee member? Are you a regional rep? That's what we need to figure out. So I actually that should be a vote too. What? So I'll put that up in her right now. 
I, I can't do it. But what do you guys think? Should the should the should the nationals be in one location every year? Yeah, I think once you think about it, if it's in one place every year, the local the people that are local to that track will have a definite advantage, even if it's an off road track, because you know the dirt, you know what their typical layouts are. You'll definitely have an advantage. My I thing mean, as a racer myself is I don't really care if there's a local advantage. If I'm not good enough to figure it out in practice day, then I shouldn't be champion anyway. But that's you just know me. what this is what <laughs> this is my biggest argument that I got from the Americans from them not going over to Europe and race. Because they have permanent tracks and that they're worried about the racers having that advantage. Eric Anderson just went and did the ATS race and got second. Yeah, but that that seemed to affect him much. You know what? We're talking about on road. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're not. We're on road. I'm talking about off road. (laughs) So, I guess I just need to learn how to run off road better. Yes, but if a raw run facility, raw gets the money. Raw has to maintain that facility. I, I agree. I agree because. What I like about the Nationals is that it is in different areas, unlike yeah. other races that are in one in one spot all the time, because you get to go to different tracks. It's prestigious. It should be prestigious for a track to hold a race like this. You know what I mean? Well, and I think we'll get there. I think uh, as we turn Roar around, more tracks will want to host, and the tracks will be more of the prestigious tracks that hold the big races throughout the year. That, that's but yes, people will be people will people that race at that track and know that dirt will be there all year on racing on it. No, I, I definitely wins. don't. I definitely don't agree with that. I sorry, John. I'm you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not got my sheriff home, hat on yet. <laughs> not got it on yet. But What's that's Lord what makes wins? the nationals great, right? That's that's what makes this race. Oh, I. Like you, that driver will always remember. I won the two thousand. Like Tebow will always remember. I won the two thousand and seventeen nationals at State Line, you know. Or right. you know, um, Dakota fan will say, "I won my second nationals at Chico." I think it spreads a lot of love to the tracks. I think it spreads uh, the locals because there's people that may not know if we go in the same system now. The locals that may not travel over to Chico to race, and they got a chance to race it. I, I sorry, John, not I'm. I'm not. I'm not in agreement with that. I'm agreeing with the times. I'm agreeing with the dates, but not in agreement with the one facility, because the world champ. This is now these. So get, let's get something straight here, right? I know that in America there may not be a lot of rules and regulations, but in the world of RC there is, right? And the world is moved to different tracks around the world. Each each block gets their turn. Well, I think each region in America should get that turn. But if they I like the Charles McCon- McKenzie comment, like the like the six six best uh, worthy facilities that you can draw from, so it still move around. And if you want to host the nationals, you need to be one of those top six facilities. That makes sense. We wanted it one of the we wanted it the best facilities out there. Yeah, but how many times are we going to go to Thornhill? It's been to Thornhill. 2016, 2019, and it's one of the best facilities in America, in my opinion, right? But I would like to see it go to somebody else. Simple as that. It, it, if, if, and the facility has to be able to hold it, right? It can't just go right. to some, some track in the middle of BFE. Is that the word? Am I, am I allowed to use that? Yeah, because you didn't say what it meant. Okay. I'm just, all right. Um, forest excitement. <laughs> all right uh let's get on to some more questions maybe you guys have do you have any questions for clayton let's go through some 
Let's see. Uh, actually, Jeff Stakowitz has a good question about Dirt Oval Nationals. There actually has been a track that reached out about holding them. We don't have a bunch of rules for Dirt Oval, so um, we're working on something. I don't know if we'll get it done this year, but I would love to get Oval back. So John's thing is about planning. Well, if you know that this date it's going to be the Raw Nationals, then you can plan around that. You can take your vacation time off on that. What? Look, man, let me tell you something. It's America. I can be in America tomorrow. I can book a ticket now, go home, pack my bags, and be in America tomorrow. Traveling is not as hard as it used to be back in the day. So is, is Loretta I, – I don't know anything about Loretta wins. It's, I, a, I, it's a big amateur motocross race. I actually think uh, that would be a great place to actually have a national – a nationals uh if there was ever a place where we wanted to get rc in front of other people that are similar similar mindsets of that then that would be a great place well john you have a job you take a vac- you take two weeks vacation in june that you're going to go to the nationals and you wait to the day that the track's going to be won. you can drive anywhere in america i have driven across america seven times I don't want to hear that excuse. That's just that's just you want to make it convenient so you can go to a place. You're not thinking about all the other racers. That's what makes the nationals different. I'm gonna to have to bring out my sheriff's hat. Her. I'm gonna to have to bring it out. I don't see the comment, so I'm <laughs> like not sure. So John is on about the nationals being at one place. At oh. that's what that's just boring. That's just boring. Is the world's at one place every year? No. So the nationals need to be like that. Yeah. Nobody, the words at your track, John. It's at your track. Where's your local track? That's where the national's going to be. Tell your track to go bid on it and we'll have it there and they can have it there in 2024. We can't guarantee that they're going to win. <laughs> Tracks have to bid on this. Well, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, everything costs money. Everything costs money. Nobody said that RC is free. Nobody said that RC, RC is necessary. It's a luxury. Everything costs money. When we get TV money, then we can worry about all the stuff that everybody wants to do that costs money. You know what I mean? We're talking. Let me tell you something. You guys have it's so you are so fortunate. You know where I have to go. You know what I have to do. I heard people complaining about driving. You live on an island. You have yeah, to fly if I want to go race, if I want to <laughs> go race tomorrow, I have to pay for a plane ticket and fly to America to race. Wow. So you guys all stop, and everything that I do in RC is more expensive. That's what makes the Nationals great. And having it in one spot is going to just make it boring and give an advantage. Just like just like the Americans don't want to go to Europe because they say that the Europeans have an advantage at these permanent tracks. They will say the same exact freaking thing about a race being at that race, that track every time. The point of the Nationals is that it actually moves around. Make yeah. your plans that it's going to be if it I would I'm all for it being on the same dates or the same around dates, yep. right? Yep. I'm all for that. If we know that the fuel nationals will be the first weekend of June, take your time off of that. When you know, but they won't even know where the race is until the track bids for it. Right. Why should one track always get the love when you have nationals all around? Like that's, that's the whole point of it being like that. Oh man. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Right. They got you going. They sucked you in. I'm, no, because because that's just one person thinking how they want it for them. When they should yeah, be yeah, thinking how it is for everybody. Comments. There's lots of other people on here. PMB can't be random because it's in a fucking stadium. Unless you can pick the stadium up and move it around. No, but that's different. That's PMB. You have plenty of races where you can go there at one spot. 
You what's the day for PNB? Do you know yet? I think it's out. But anyway, let's let's get <laughs> off that. Let's get off that. Let's get on some some more questions. If that all right, so this is something I wanted to ask you about. Um what is so can tracks become raw tracks? What do, does raw offer some sort of insurance for tracks or how does that work? War should be covering the track whenever they're holding an event. But I think what he's saying is if it was if a track's just having a practice night, it's not covered. So I don't know if it is or not. I need to reach out to the insurance company because everything I was told about the insurance seems to not be accurate. So um, I can look into that and see what the insurance is really covering and make some kind of post so um, people know what's going on. Sorry, my cat is trying to end my stream. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So John's still going on. He's a little upset. Um, are the meetings are meetings live streamed for members? They are not. We had a vote um, on whether we were ready to live stream the meetings, and the committee decided that they we were not ready yet. And to be honest, there's only about four people on the committee right now. <laughs> so um, once we get positions back filled, I. I'll bring it up for a vote again and see. Um, I, I know there are times where people are not saying things that are nice. Um, and so as an organization, um, we might need a hot mic mute button or something like that. But um, I don't have a problem if the meetings are held live. I just didn't get enough votes last time. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a question right here. If you're a rem- raw member at a non-raw track, are you covered for accidental damage injury? No, the track has to be a raw track as well. Okay. Dustin's or uh, Dustin's plan. Master Dart is the same date every year. Renewed at the end of the last event last year is when it was happening again. I agree with rotating locations, but like Lance said, date is consistent. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, consistency I- is key. Yep, I agree. Um, I just need to bring it up at the meeting and say we need to lock in these weekends. Pretty much, and then that that's 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 the best part of the yet. bid template is that the track is picking the date, which seems crazy. I don't understand that. That tra- it should be that date, and then you should be able to hold it on that date. If I think can- part of it is like Florida; you can't hold a race in Florida in June or July because it's going to rain every day or something. Um, well, it's kind of like what the the nationals were in. When they were at Tim Lime's track last year, Arizona. they had to have it in April or March because it was just too hot in June. Yeah. So, so that would be know. the detractor from Lance. We had our nationals at in June. It was hot, very hot. It was in Florida. It was very hot, <laughs> very humid. And How hot was it? <laughs> and I know I went to the outhouse to, to drop a poop, and it was not. That's not 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 great. You That's lost more great. than the poop. Dude, it was hot. It was it was hot. All right, so I constantly get this question. Um, what is what people want to know? Becoming a member of Raw, what does it do for them? What what benefits do they get? So right now, <laughs> you can race the nationals, um, and you get insurance if your track is covered. Um, 
but most tracks have their own insurance as well because they have a hobby store and other things. Um, I don't have a good answer other than you'll be able to race your regionals and nationals. We're working with sponsors to have a package go out of here's your discount for a main or serpent America or whatever, but we haven't found a way that it can't be shared with non-members. So it's, it's an idea that we haven't fully sussed out. Okay. But the Um, other thing you're doing is you're supporting the, the hobby, the, the rules, the everything else that we're doing behind the scenes that isn't, nationals this is this is a very good question um and i think raw should be involved in this is raw going to invest how is raw going to invest into bringing new drivers into the hobby showcase events with like-minded people i.e full-scale car racing events monster truck events motocross events uh this is something that i would like to see like i talked about earlier actually this was t-bill's idea and it goes back to john like john you're a motocross guy Having an event at the Loretta Lynn's amateur uh, motocross race that he's talking about. Why? Because that's, I believe, if I'm if I'm right or I'm wrong, but I believe it's a week-long event. So it will fit right in with what we're doing anyway, with, you know, having a three-day event. They're a four-day event. But it gets RC in front of, of people. How can Roar do that? How can Roar... Um, because I think Raw has to also because Afro's doing it right. Afro's over there; they're doing a lot of great, really great stuff. If you know, trying to grow RC and all that type of stuff, I think Raw has to have some sort of input into that as well with the manufacturers. All the type. Obviously, I've talked to different manufacturers. You have as well. Uh, what can Raw? I know right now you're just trying to get on your feet and try to do things, no, get things going. But like I said, I want this eventually to be just as popular as NASCAR. So okay. Actually, more like F1. NASCAR is kind of oversaturated. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, we would need a promotion director, in my eyes, that can reach out to some of these events and ask how we can be involved and what it would cost or if there's some mutual benefit um, to their spectators for us putting on a show. Even if we had top 20... Um, Nitro drivers go out to a, a motocross race and run part of the track that would make sense that they would be able to run on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good idea. I don't know exactly how we get involved with those to get that out there, but I'm, I'm open to whatever. Cause it's kind of silly that people aren't seeing it as much as it should be. Well, we're not. <clears throat> so I think, I know we think we're doing a whole bunch of stuff, but we just ain't getting enough RC out there in the algorithm. Uh, Jordan, right. I just wa- I just wanted to answer your question. So Tebow had mentioned this on a podcast. He was like, the reason they would do it at Loretta National at Loretta Lynn's because they have a bunch of entries. There's a lot of people that are running this. Like I I, I believe we're talking on an off road sense. Um, I believe when you drive motocross, coming over to off road has been a very quick transition for many. I believe that off road is um probably one of the closest things that they can get to motocross. That's what I've heard from guys. Obviously not the same adrenaline rush as running on this, but you got lots of people that get injured. They don't, people just don't know what we do. Right. But if, right. when they find out what we're doing, like, Hey, this car jumps it, it. If you hit the gas, it does this. If you do this, you do that. It has the same physics as a bike. You're just not on it. So I just thought that, um, maybe having, he said having a race there would be great because it's a week long event. 
You can get people there. You can have a, a big racer with maybe uh, 300 people, 600 entries or whatever, running multiple classes. And he, he just always thought that would be a great place to put on an exhibition of RC. Like do a full – because I think that's one of the things that like the Visions race is missing, having a lot of RC people there to make it look bigger than what it – you know, make it look big. Um, and I, he, he was just saying that he thought that that would be a great place because everybody says, oh, let's put it at a, a motocross race or let's put it at this or let's put it at that. But he always he had a very good comment about that. That's why I brought that up. I don't know if mm. it has to be that specific race. I'm just using that because that's the only amateur motocross race I know. Sorry, I'm not not that that, you know, motocross. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah I, you're not versed in motocross. All right, let's go. Uh, Mike Kaz wants to know, how does Roar feel about the new Promoto uh, one-fifth scale? Is it one? It's one-fifth scale motorcycle classes or too soon? The new Losi bikes? Yeah. I I don't have an opinion on them. I haven't driven one yet. I'm not sure where they would fit. I guess we could run them with Nitro. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you didn't react to that. I thought for sure you'd be like, I no. so here's my no because I think that the pro motorbike is going to do something. Everybody's worried about racing them, right? I'm not worried about racing them. I'm worried about everybody that goes out the because mil, millions of people are gonna buy these, right? They're gonna go out, they're gonna buy these, they're gonna say, Hey, I want to go to an RC track to run these. I want to go to a track. Oh, do you know there's a tracker that an RC track to race them? They're gonna take them to the track, they're gonna drive them, they're gonna be like, Okay, this is fun. But I like that e-buggy over there. Well, I like that 10 scale car over there. I want to, that's where the real racing is. And I want to do that. What, what the pro motorbike is going to do is basically kind of what uh, the, the slash did and all that type of stuff. Obviously, as racers, I think we ruined the short course class by getting too much to manufacturers, making too much money off it. And that ruined it. But when the slash and monster trucks and all that stuff first came in, they did boost RC racing. I think that the, Promoto X or MX bike will do that. So the Hemi guys, he says, so without being negative, but somebody like me, I, b- I believe he's talking about what does he get from being a, a raw member? Just a club racer. There's no benefit at all. Personally, for the average Joe racer, no march, no physical car, decal, shirt, nothing for our 40 bucks. There is. Oh, I forgot I was charging a battery here. I could have blown oh, no. up my stadium. Do, my- not, do not do that again. <laughs> um, I see the point. I don't know if a sticker makes it worth the $40. Like, I don't know if it changes. I know a long time ago they used to send out stickers and the plastic card, but then that stopped happening because of personnel issues. And then it became uh that's why I hate roar. So to get rid of the whole, <laughs> a reason to hate roar, um, we made it digital. Plus, then you don't have to worry about keeping it in your wallet and finding it. It's always there. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's some kind of giveaway we can think about doing to send out. Maybe like a kit. I think a whole like I, no, 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 like a <laughs> membership kit. Oh, um, like, like I, here's I your remember, local tracks and yeah, yeah. Like I would say, like if you become a member, it can be it can be virtual. Like here you go. Hey, here's your this this all comes down to we need regional wraps, we need this, we need all of that yeah. stuff, right? Hey, here's your regional wrap, here's your tracks around you, where are you from? Blah blah blah. Here's your number, a virtual 
a virtual kit or a virtual ebook of some sort. Um, maybe, maybe listing the rules, right? Um, stuff like that, your benefits, what are your roar affiliated tracks around that area, stuff like that. I think that would be something that people information, right? And that can yeah. be virtual, that can be digital, and that doesn't cost any mailing out whatsoever. So I think um that would be something that you guys could look into. Uh, but if, if we need some I, we need some people in there, right? I kind of yeah, I kind of wanted to at this point to be able to list all the tracks in your area period and put a star next to the roar ones or say put bold. These are roar tracks. Here's some other tracks in your area. Cause I want to promote the whole sport. Like it's not just about roar for me. It's about all RC. Mm -hmm. So anything that does that promotes or helps people find things easier is what we should be doing as roar. I feel. Okay. Adam Ross. What's up, Adam Ross up there in Canada. I was talking to one of your, uh, local track owners up there recently. How can Raw work with established races like race time events and DNC to name a few? Uh, the amount of races there would be a good bump in Raw memberships. I actually have an idea for this. Uh, yeah, so we have talked and um, tested a thought with the manufacturers of having a championship series that would then leverage if those races are willing um, established races to give points to then finish with a championship. But what's your idea? Um, well, my idea, we can, you can do a virtual series that I, if I was raw, that's what I would do. I would use this because I would take, so we did it on the NNRC. We used, uh, you, I, I think we took DNC, PMB, Silver State, and then the Nationals. And then we made a virtual series. I actually even bought a bent, got a big trophy made and gave it to Ryan Mayfield at LCRC. <laughs> well, I didn't give it to him. I took a picture of it and then um, took it back home. Big, stupid trophy. Cool. <laughs> you took it back home? What's the point well, of that? It, it was big. It was like four feet big. It made well, about 20 pounds. Yeah. You did. Well, see, I, did, I had it right there in my pits, right? I, I'll send a picture. I, I wish I still had I wish. I, I wish I did. But this is what I would I would do something like that. Then you can make a ranking because there's it doesn't seem like those races have any real interest in in making a, a series, right? Joey Actually, they he's, did. I, I haven't not, talked to all of them. Joey no. always says he's going to make a series, and now I haven't seen any points. I haven't seen nothing like that. But okay. we know that we know that PMB, DNC, Silver State, and the Nationals get all the best drivers, right? Now you can make a pro um, virtual series with that. You can you can use their intermediate. You can have like a East Coast West Coast. Maybe add one more East Coast race to that. Have a East Coast intermediate series champ. You know stuff like that series as well. Sportsmen whatnot. But what I would really do, and this would cost Raw a little bit of money, but I would send Raw to these races. I would send three guys to be uh, referees because everybody's always asking about referees. Be referees and then set up. Excuse me. Then ask these races. You can either say, "Hey, charge ten dollars more." You have referees. That ten dollars goes to Roar to help pay for the RMT, or set up a booth there and do a membership push, and probably say, "Hey, we'll get, you can sign up her at PMB for thirty dollars, not forty dollars." But you also mm. offer service because you're there with two referees, and that's what people have been asking for for referees to go there and 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 do that race and call penalties and all that type of stuff for that race. That's what I would suggest to Raw. Give something to get back. That would be my idea. 
Yeah, that, and I think that's why people have liked the Nationals so far is that we have been calling penalties on pretty much anybody that does something that they shouldn't be. Okay. Donnie's dad. What's up, Donnie's dad? Can kids that are racing become official world members? Is there a minimum age for membership? There is not a minimum age for membership, and usually you do a family entry to make the kids um, members. Okay, good stuff. Uh, if a driver is, oops, sorry. If a driver is a Mike Kaz, if a driver is a raw member and the pitman who is not racing gets hurt by another driver, gets hurt and is a non raw member, is the pitman covered for injury from another driver? No, they would have to be a raw member. Actually, when we do nationals, the people in the pits all have to be raw members. Okay. Okay. Which we probably didn't please very well, but we've got a solution for that coming too. Connect with uh, something like RC Garage showing Mark Van Mark Van Norden says connect with something like RC Garage showing how you performed at raw events. Well, that's possible. I think RC Garage takes all races because I think I looked myself up and I was surprised at my stats. All right, um, but maybe they could just weed out the war races. Okay, so I, I'm getting Lance's conversation confused with somebody else. Marshall 159 further add that Raw should be helping to promote and facilitate tracks in town, country, state, state parks. The vast majority of flying fields are in public parks. Why can't Raw do the same? Well, I would say that the flying side of RC is extremely much more bigger than what we do as well. Well, I think we can do the same, but we need to have somebody that will manage that side of it because I would love, there's nothing more than I would love to be able to look up on the web what tracks are around me. I mean, I know because I surf Facebook and that's, I think how most people look is they try and find tracks around them through Facebook or friends or whatever, but it would make much more sense for them to be able to go to the Roar website, especially as a Roar member and see what tracks are around, whether there were or not. I like, I, I agree. We need to promote the sport and get more information out there for everybody. Yeah. I, but I, I, I also, cause my buddy used to be an AM, AMA flyer. I know that because the flying side of things is huge, right? It's it's probably slowed down a lot from what it used to be. But I remember he was saying that if they also had a rule, like if there was a flying event in a certain radius of where that flying event, like you couldn't over, I don't know what the mile radius was, but basically like events couldn't overlap each other in a certain mile radius, right? Mm-hmm. So you might have, you know, maybe two, a flying field had to be 250 or 300 miles away in order for it to be, to have another event from that current uh, area. Uh, So John Bolton says that's the same in AMA pro nationals and supercross races. Mechanic has to be an AMA member. Charlie Mack, who I'm really recruiting to join raw. I'm really, because he wants to make Ruggy great again. Uh, I know guys who spend 2k a year for hunting memberships only not to see anything or miss all season, but complain about a raw license fee. Yeah, man, it's 40 bucks, man. It's 40 bucks. Uh, it's, hey, you know what? I didn't give you a complaint about 40 bucks. You should hit a super chat right here and give me give us some money so we can help pay Fred there in the background and make these live shows even better. Uh, what's up, Walt Carpenter? How you doing? Uh, I'm going to, let's see our offer. C-Mac, I'm going to be honest. For the average race in our area, Louisiana, Mississippi, I don't really see any motivation to want a raw license. I, you are not alone. I get lots of people that are doing that. But you know what you can do? is get involved and make that change. I, this is, look, I used to piss and moan and bitch about Raw all the time, and 
people say, well, get involved, get involved. Well, I'm getting involved. I'm not out there doing what you guys are doing. I'm doing it more of a as a media outlet and trying to get people yep. involved, right? It cannot happen without people taking that first step and in getting involved, right? You are one man. You can't do it all. You, you, you've, you're calling out for help. You've asked for offered people to come up and join. Yep. The only way things can get better is if we get people in there that want to make it better, right? Uh, I, I, I get it. You, you have time. You have work. You have all that stuff too. So does this man too, right? Yes. So does this man because he's not getting paid to do this. Not a right? dime. So um, I just I, I get what you're saying. If you're compl- if you see no need for raw in your area, that is actually the problem that's happened in RC. That's why we have people out there going to a raw nationals and getting upset when rules are applied. There are no rules, and like for me, like I go like Zachary Galloway. No, it is never too late. No, you it's never too sign late. up you the can, first day of the race, except for. Mini Truggy and four wheel drive short course track. Yes, those two are those two won't be raced, but you can run e buggy, e truggy, uh, and oldie old uh, e buggy, e truggy, the over 40 classes or 45, whatever they put them. D70 says, I just renewed my raw license. I will say this thank you, D70. Not renewing, not joining raw does not help raw either. It's always what do you get, right? How about trying to help out, you know. That's what the, that's what your forty bucks does. Lefty, save it for the save it for the sheriff's hat. Save it for the sheriff's hat. Save it for the sheriff's hat. So currently in Northeast Rep. Just curious. I don't think we have a Region One. We have Region Two, who is our Vice President Garland. Um, but I don't believe we have a Region One. I'll have to look that up. I don't have the answer to that. Bryce Holm, Holm, sorry, Holmland. I've gotten in so many conflicts with new racers coming to my local raw track, bitching about $40 membership when he is exactly when he or she rolls up and 3k of race equipment. Shit is what, dude, dude. I see people complaining about paying $5 to live RC where they can see their races and their results, like their races with their results if they had a big race and had coverage. $5. Yeah. But that same person will have. Everything in that they will have this cup matching their 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 um paint scheme. You have money to match your cup right down to your glue igniter has your paint scheme on it. And guess what? When they switch chassis every year, they have to get all that stuff changed as well. They have five hundred dollars to spend money on that, right? Because sticker companies don't give no no discounts. But when it comes to helping better art, it's just it's just like the same guy who was complaining about uh the cost of the pitting at the ENATS. Well, the on-road nationals, I've been doing on-road nationals for 20 years, and I only paid $20 to do this. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself because you ain't helping that track make any money. True. Actually, they didn't even charge the $20 at the paved nets, even though they advertised they were going to charge for pit spaces. They ended up not doing it. So, yeah, but for the paved nets. That man had to rent a tent, right? He had to yeah, rent tables did. and chairs and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, he still had the same cost. Yep. You know, that, that's he what people don't understand. More people showed up. <clears throat> that's why we can't have nice things in RC. That's why we ain't gonna have no call-ins on this shot on this show because we ain't getting no super chats. I'm gonna keep on you guys about them super chats. <laughs> um, let's see. Hold on, Charlie. Let's Charlie Mac had one. Okay, the issue is Charlie Mac says CL. The issue is before you or I started, the institution should have been built up, but now everyone is saying why do why do this under an institution? Exactly. 
when the institution set up set the standard for racing. That's the problem, I think, Charlie Mack, is that too many people have come into RC with without that without that institution's uh influence, right? There's people mm-hmm. that like I've seen people come in and be like, hey man, I went to a nationals and they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me run um they wouldn't let me run my battery pack, right? Well, is your battery pack raw approved? No. Well, that's a rule. It has to be raw approved in order for you to run it. So maybe before you ran the nationals, you should read the rules, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're trying to get rid of the silly stuff like headlights, taillights. Like those will be suggested, but they're not going to be disqualifications. And if you come up a little bit over voltage, we're not kicking you out. Like we're we're trying to get back to the, we want everybody to get on the track and race kind of deal. Martin Pillman. I don't know how to say your name. Pillmeyer. <laughs> Pillmeyer. How did the buggy body sneak through raw approval? It's not against it's it's not against the spirit of the class. It is not against the spirit of the class. Yeah. So from what I understand about the buggy body, the person that has been fired, the first person to be fired um, from Roar, uh, let that go. And because he let it go at the nationals, it continued to develop. We've talked to the manufacturers and they want to keep it in a box. But once you make a car that handles or make a car handle, it's hard to say, okay, now we want it to drive like shit without killing a class. Hence, we got rid of the GBS two rules because no manufacturer has made a body for car for the touring cars that fits that rule. And everybody assumes it's going to handle like crap and we're not trying to kill racing. Okay. Uh, thank you, Bryce, for the super chat. I appreciate it. You, you, I was so excited about that. I had to hit my asthma pump. <laughs> uh, Spark, this is, uh, I see he's been commenting about this. Uh, I was talking, this is Wes who I was talking to. He says, well, Canada, Canada to be broken up into a few regions. Canada is too big for one. So is Canada just all one region? Canada is all one region under Paul Parks. And they do have a region director who is involved. So that is good. But um, I I don't know why it's not broken up, but maybe it should be. I can talk to Paul and see yeah, because, how often he gets from coast to coast. It's because the, the, the United States. So yeah, because I mean, maybe okay. So my argument would be maybe the numbers aren't like Amer- like like America in the amount of racers, but I know there's pockets and they're spread out so far. Like I know the Quebec, the guys in Quebec, they're a whole different segment. And you have, mm-hmm. I believe, where West is from, which is like like Ontario and that that area. That's another pocket of guys. Then I believe you have races over in like Alberta and that area as well. And then, of course, the next big pocket after that is uh, British Columbia and that area over there. The problem is they may not have many big numbers, but they're spread out so far. So I, I would agree that each one of those regions should be split up and they should have a rep. Because I think that Canada is, I mean, I, I caught a bus from high level to Toronto and it took three days, mm. right? So not only is Canada wide, it's north and south high. Even though I don't think much RC racing goes up there, up in the Northern Territories. Now, but Alaska, though, they have races up in Alaska. Do they really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not One of them is somewhere, Donald, uh, Donald Talbert from Alaska. So he, he's, 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 I met... We had a we had a guy from Alaska named Dennis. He was in the pits at DNC. Hmm. So, thank you, Bryce. I appreciate that. Where's Bryce <laughs> from? Super chat. <laughs> hey, man. 
Uh, there's Donald. He's in there right now. Okay. See how offer it says, I would gladly pay for a license, but there are no regionals that I've seen on her. So far, many of us, you can go to the nationals isn't enough. All right, so let's tackle. Let's because I what region are you in? talking about regionals. He's in the Mississippi, Louisiana region. So that's where that's part of Georgia region, right? Charlie but, Mac, you are you are my my honorary regional raw member rep in that area. What <laughs> membership? What 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 raw region are you in? Actually, there's a map on raw racing that has yeah, all of I just this don't stuff have it as memorized. well. I don't have nothing memorized. So uh I think um because I think Sean right. Harding's in that area or is the regional director, and I could have swore there are regionals. He just had a regional Yeah, I think he just had a regionals, right? Yeah, I now, think so. I think that the regionals can be combined with a local race. Oh yeah. At some point. Yeah, there's a regional up in Region 2 for on-road, because that's what I do, um, this coming weekend at John's Mobile. It's a mobile track. He sets it in a parking lot of a mall, and everybody shows up and races. So CL's still going on. He says, he says that's what I've been saying. It's non-existent. Offer an actual plan for more raw racing throughout the year, where all racing we do in the year matters, and you'll have my attention. Well, maybe you should join raw. And then you should become more involved and become a regional rep and get involved. And then that can change. But complaining about it, her, you do nothing. You're just part of the problem. We want people to, to, to participate and join. We're not trying to obscure you. No, I do not speak for Raw. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's like RC racers always want something before they pay for something, right? Yeah. Or they want a discount. Do you like, hey man? Some you, of them have paid for Roar for a very long time and got nothing. So I totally understand that frustration. Okay. Um, so region two is okay. That's up in Tilt Yard up in Virginia. Okay. he That's where Brian's from. He's up there in that area. Uh, Charlie Mack, who is your regional rep for? Where is CL from? He's from your area, right? Mississippi, Louisiana. So who's your Oh, seasonal? G. Angelo. Jody's good. Um, I can reach out to him and see. When the region, I, he's usually good with holding regional, so I'm surprised to hear that he hasn't or hasn't posted one. But I can reach out to him. So, see how there, there's also lots of regions that don't have reps. So, um, amen. Okay. That's cool. We can see what we can do. Okay. Uh, hold on. I know everybody wants Lance to get involved. I know you want to get Lance involved too. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mark Van Norden. Tramal Laboud should drive intermediate in 2024. I, I have no idea who that is, but thank you for the 1999 super chat. That's going to go towards us having phone calls at some point. Awesome. Jason, Van, I'm not going to have you on her. You, we're going to have Peyton on her for about 10 more minutes and then we're going to let him go. So if you guys have any questions, let him go and then we'll get into uh, we'll get into some some proper shite talking after that. Uh, and and if you guys want me back on, uh, just let Lefty know or find your local podcast guy and tell him to hit me up. I'm all go. about reaching out and getting more ideas and making this thing better. Okay. And if you want to get involved, get involved. Hi, Lefty. President and- at warracing.com. Just email me. <laughs> Jason Venezia. 
Hi, Lefty. Hi, and Clayton. I've been racing since the mid-90s and had the opportunity to run my first World Nats at Beachline earlier this year. It was a great event and ran smooth. Yeah, it was good to see you there. I enjoyed that. I always like going to Beachline. It's, uh, I like carpet racing. I'm all about carpet racing. Uh, yeah, it was nice to have you take over interviews for a while so I didn't have to do everything. <laughs> I, you, I, don't, you get I was racing that one, too. <laughs> Oh, so Charlie Mack says, Jody D'Angelo has been in the hospital. He has a long road to recovery by getting stronger each day. Uh, we wish you to get better, Jody D'Angelo. I Absolutely. want you to have a speedy recovery. And see and how I'm really going to have to reach out to him. And, and see how I am not picking on you. I am not picking on you. I'm just saying, like, um, comp- like, be a part of the solution. Don't be a part of the problem. If if Jody's sick and he can't do this no more, somebody should step up in that region and take over that position. And John Bolton, he says, I spout off, but I put up cash. <laughs> That's you. You know what? That's right. You can spout off as much as you want because you you are a member. You are part of the solution. I agree with you there. Uh, D70 says our members no they are not coming back no plastic cards are kind of the 70s thing um so they're all going to be digital from here so you have it on your phone you'll have it with you your whole life okay uh bryce holmland holmland dude you must be of like viking background or something like that what has been the most difficult thing about running raw besides the haters yeah, so I was a Marines for 22 years. The haters don't really bug me. Um, the most difficult thing is trying to get people to do their job or follow through with getting things done because I'm more of a set it and forget it kind of person. So if I ask you to do something, I kind of expect it just to get done. Um, and most times that's not happening. So that's why people are getting fired and we're finding people that will do the work because it's hard to manage every aspect of RC across all the different disciplines, on-road, off-road, paved, carpet, dirt, and and still clean up the sport and get things back to where they should be. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so he's part Swedish. I figured you was from one of them Viking reindeer herding, <laughs> whale-eating countries. Um, whale oh. is really strange. It looks like a steak, but it tastes like fish. I had it when I was in Iceland. It was so crazy. I have not eaten whale. Four reindeer balls. Um, <laughs> so that's Finland, though. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. I did have a... Okay, so my, Sasquatch has a question. Mark Mike Bartkus, what caused the change in this year's ENATS to 45 Masters class rather than a 40-plus in years past? So... As far as I know, exhibition classes are more of the track thing. So um, we went off of what the track suggested. Um, To me, master's class should probably be like 65, 70-year-olds, but um, I I, I don't have a good thing. Because they're exhibition, we kind of go with what the track says. Mm -hmm. All right. I actually had a question from uh, Connie at House of RC. And he he went to mom Yes, he's like, when are we going to talk again? <laughs> yes, so he goes, I have a question. I would like for you, and we, I want you guys to get involved in this too in the chat. He wants to know, he wants us to try and estimate the number of racers in all classes in USA. And then he wants, he says, 
uh, he wants to then compare that to the number of licensed raw drivers and what the gap is and how we can bring more drivers to, well, basically the same thing we've been saying. Uh, I would too would like to, we need to, you know what we need to do? We need to do a census. I yeah. Think. Um, I believe live RC would have the numbers of people in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is it's probably 10 grand or 10,000. Um, and we probably have 2,500 members, maybe. That's all classes, right? All classes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But part of our problem is, too, that we've Oval left Roar and kind of went on their own. And we've done nothing to try and get them back. And that's a lot of people. There is a There's probably for every on-road and off-road track in the area, there's five Oval tracks. It's crazy in the States. Okay. Well, hey, you know what, Charlie Mac? Let's get on that live time stat and let's find that. I don't have BJ, my statistician, in her today. So, um, yeah, let's find out how many. They just won't know how many members we have. And I don't know the exact number right now either. I've been bugging my webmaster to get it for me. How many do you think? Do do you think we have 10,000 overall races in America? All classes? I would say yes. All right. Absolutely. How about how about in the chat? Who you what? How many? Let's put some numbers out there. Let's see who gets it right. While Charlie Mac looks out and finds the actual, uh, actual um, oh gosh, the actual number, right? Charlie Mac, that's what you're going to be doing for me in the background. Mark <laughs> Calandra, lefty, look at my post. I can't look at it right now. I'm actually uh, in the middle of doing this live. I will look at it in a bit. Uh, good luck at the Enats. Also, I want to say shout out to everybody that's going out to Barnstormers this weekend. Good luck at the uh, Nitro New Big Apple Nitro Challenge as well. Uh, that looks like it's going to be a great race. And then, of course, we have in the Europe side of things, we have the uh, the 110 scale European Championships coming up next week. That coverage starts for RC Racing TV on Tuesday. So awesome. The Europeans actually do. So they do the. Um, I don't know if they do it this year, but they they do the they do two wheel drive first because they only do two wheel drive and four wheel drive. So they do two wheel drive first, then then they do a track change, a slight track change, then do four wheel drive afterwards. So you have a two wheel drive champion by Wednesday, and then Saturday you'll have a four wheel drive champion. I think that's how worlds are going to go um, in September. Yeah, I think it's going to so, go two wheel drive then four wheel drive. Land says last week eleven thousand five hundred, so not too far off, too far off. Dan Jones says, so no offense, but if you are saying there are regional races, why aren't they on the website? Because uh, regional directors didn't tell us that they were having a race, mostly. A lot of it's on our own fault because we need to be reaching out and having monthly meetings with the regional directors. But because we're short on staff, we don't have a person to do that yet. Okay. Lance says, and this was tracks that use live time scoring that was also connected to the internet to upload results. So there possibly could be more yeah, than that. There probably are more. So let's say let's get a let's give a estimate of fifteen thousand, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. And it wouldn't surprise me if we have I'd say nine percent of drivers in the United States are not. Oh in, I don't, in the United States or not? That's probably true. I think he's trying to say, I'd say 90% of the drivers in the United States, I think it, that took the S off of drivers and in and put a word there. So Okay. Yeah, we'd have to uh, 
get, be a little bit more clear with that, please, Ken. Walt Carpenter says, we'll oh, go ahead. There are. Well, wow. <laughs> I, I got to get used to letting Fred do this. Will Raw have tracks <laughs> like Euros with grass, carpet, and concrete? I think that will help prep for the worlds. That's up to the track. That'd be cool, though. Oh, is that what the Brazil track will be like? No, yeah. no. That, it's going to be oh. all dirt. They'll probably have some carpet on the jumps because I know the track builder, he, that's, his, that's his signature. Oh, cool. That's up to the track. Uh, there are more, but I would agree around. That's still not a lot, you know. That's still not a lot. We, it, RC racing, that's, that is so small, right? There's more yeah. people that, that, I don't know, Collect should be more like 350,000. <laughs> like, there's more people there's that 350 that, million people in the states, there should be a, at least 350,000 that are RC racers. Unfortunately, that would be great. There's probably yeah. more people that collect Pez collectors than there are <laughs> right. RC racers. <laughs> That's true. Lance says, We did multi surface at our fuel nets in 2018, including mud because it <laughs> rained. Man, them guys bust their asses at that race. All right. Um, a couple more questions, guys, here, if you have some more for, for Clayton. Uh, and then we'll get on and we'll do some Q&A with me. We'll talk about some stuff that's going on. And, um, yeah, have some fun here. So Nancy Fan wants to know, just wondering why the Raw Nationals page doesn't have full results listed since 2019. Lack of staff. Well, lack of website development, maybe. Um I don't know, but that's something we can work on because it's all on the live RC war thread. So it wouldn't take hard. It wouldn't be hard to, to get those up. And I do apologize. Okay. Uh, let's grow that's RC. Good. I agree. That's that should be, that should be everybody's mission. We all are ambassadors in RC. I agree. If you see our offer, there are way more RC enthusiasts that have no idea racing exists. I 100% agree with you. That's yep. why I am all about what Mark Santa Maria is doing. And that's why I always want to, um, we should be focusing on those racers, right? Because they have some RC experience. We should be allowing these Typhons, these armors, all this stuff. We should, we should figure out a way to get these racers to, uh, to the track. I actually at the North Georgia shooter, I saw Typhons, these are the RTR, Losi, like ready to race ones. My buddy ran an armor, so they're getting there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, our the- hobby town here in my area has a class for those armas to to run um, whenever we do racing in the area. Okay, Lance McDonald, what is the main thing holding Raw back? Personnel, money. There we go. Gregory Tennis. How come the Raw Nationals for 1-8 scale are in August when half the country is not racing 10 scale at that time? Wouldn't it make more sense to do it in April when the whole country is concluding their indoor season? The dirt people aren't racing in August? Uh, They did have a carpet championships in April. They had a carpet Raw. They had a Raw indoor carpet championships in April. Oh, maybe because it's indoor... I don't know how many indoor dirt tracks there are, so I don't know what that season is. Sorry. Okay. Charlie Mack, he says, El Presidente, let's say in 2024, all racers off-road, on-road, drag, oval, and MX signed up for Raw. After popping champagne, what are the first five tasks to be done? Wow. 
I, I haven't thought about if we had money. Um, so I would say the first task would be to have a media team that was our media team advertising all racing everywhere. I like, I'm sure PNB and DNC do well with their advertising, but having the regional reps reach out, getting all that stuff publicized, having all the tracks in the area know to reach out to let us know what races they're having. Because right now I think that's a big hold drawback right now is that we don't have one place for somebody to go and find all the races that are happening, all the races around them. Like it, it, it's just hit and miss Facebook posts and stuff. There's no central place for everybody to go and find things. And it's not advertised. If we had a media team showing like when Danny goes around or the mod guy goes around and they do a great job broadcasting the races and making um, recap videos and then reposting that. I think that stuff's huge. Uh, One up when Randy Castor went to the carpet race in March, he's still reposting videos and getting thousands of hits on that stuff. Okay. Uh, and I have to agree with Lance. I feel it's lack of funding that limits the ability to add personnel that really needs to be compensated. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. I would, I would agree. agree. I've, see- I've had a lot of people say that they would love to help, but they can't do it for free. And I get that, especially where the economy is now. And see how offer it. Say make Royal great again only works for so long. I'll get a license right now if some realistic girls are put on. Well, you're, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you off, CL. I'm not going to let you off. Uh, We're just talking about funding and needing funding and all that type of stuff, right? And then, you know, you don't want to join, but you want realistic goals. You're not part of the solution. What what, what do you think a realistic goal is? All right, there you go. There's a good question for you, CL. What is a realistic goal for you to join Raw? And then come back to me when I finish with Kimo's question. Being from Bermuda, if we wanted to race the Nationals, can we as Bermudians attempt it? Um, I believe Bermudians have raced Nationals before. But they're not a U.S. territory, right? No, but... Oh, <laughs> you use the U.S. address. <laughs> right, that is or very use the U.S. address. Uh, I don't I even know what block they would be. They I, don't, believe I would Farmar. have a problem with they coming. They, believe to, they, be, they belong to Farmar block. Or oh, okay. actually, actually, Bermuda might actually go on the Afro because it's a British territory. Oh, yeah. So, but I know Bermudians have race nationals. So that's fine. Um, come you on, can use CL. my address, Kimo. Yeah, come on, CL. Give me, uh, give me a um, what? What would make you? What would be a realistic goal for you? All right. Uh, so. Mike Kick says televised nationals and worlds instead of a visions race. Yes, that would be awesome. That would be expensive too. You have it to know would the be, right but, person. But that that would be awesome. I that's my goal is to have the TV market come to us. So CL says you want investors, you need a decent decent pitch, right? What is a realistic goal for you? Come on. Don't answer a question with a question. Give us an example. What is a what do we need to get your forty dollars? What do we? What does Roy need to do to get your forty shackles, man? Come on, probably spend more than that just to get to the track. Yeah. How about helping people? Stuff. How about helping make it better? And that is that is exactly the issue with RC racing. 
RC racists are their biggest worst enemy. I want a governing body, but I don't want to pay for it. I'm I, hey, this is lefty off the record. Uh Mark Van Norden, lefty. We've had Clayton on at least three times this week, this year, I think. So it's been he's he's been on a few times. So I think every quarter for a catch-up is good. Yeah, I would agree. Every quarter. Brandon K. Power, RC signups seem to head that direction at one time, trying to assist centralized races. Yes. I think that needs a bit be a bit updated though. It is kind of it's very clunky. 80s, yeah. It's, it's very just clunky. Like text. I don't know why people Nick Saltos says, I don't know why people classify 10 scale as seasonal and it's mainly the races. Just race year long. And if eight scale season only works during the summer race. That additionally to one tenth scale, no need to quit one tenth in the summer, then complain how much you're off pace in the winter. Okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of my mentality. If you want to be better, drive better. <laughs> Don't suck. <laughs> so Dan Jones says, Lefty says, that's not fair. If you need money, tell us what's the first. What's the first thing you you want to do with it? Let's let's so everybody wants a realistic goal. What the would realistic be something goal would what, be what, what? to have enough money to have our media team to be able to be at these races instead of um, live RC sending you know the two people they send, but be able to go not only to our races but to all the rest of the races races around the region. So we do driver interviews, we get the sponsor shout outs, we do all this stuff to spread this around the country. Get picked, get pictures, go around, do pit yep. walks, all that type of stuff. All right, yep. there's a goal. See how? There you go. There's one goal because that costs money, right? That costs money. And I don't have ghosts. It's a cat moving the pillows in the background. Gorilla Speed, does the other international sanctioning bodies have paid people? Um, I, I believe each sanctioned body has somebody that's paid. I don't think Afra yes. is. I think Afra's in the same boat. They're not paying everybody. Yeah, I I don't know how they work, but I know over in Europe, the countries actually give money that helps support the stuff over there. So um, it would be like the government giving us money, which we don't get. So Dan says, "How many members do you need to start that?" So let's say. To do a race, probably 4,000, so 100. All right. Uh, CL, I gave you a reason, buddy. How bad do you want my fucking <laughs> race about? <laughs> That's the way the things are currently. You are right. You are absolutely right on that. Uh, Andrew Bishop, we did go over why the eight, the decision because of the low entry comp. So he wants to know what was wondering why the decision to remove the classes of the eight scale inats given low entry count already. Yeah, pretty much because of the low entry count. Uh, you can reiterate that real quick, Clayton, because I don't believe he wasn't on, on her. So we had three people in one class and there were five registered, but it was getting ready to drop to four in the other class. Um, and so the decision was made without at least eight people in that class that we would cut them out before people showed up and packed up and brought stuff that they didn't need. Okay. So Lance says he disagrees. Media is not Raw's number one pressing issue. This is something I've okay. heard Lance say. 
I, I, what would you say would have to happen, Lance? I, I can't remember what you said, but I I think that um so just for people to clarify is what he wants, what Clayton wants is a uh so see how the, the quality of the event, the coverage was at the fuel nationals? It was good, right? Because they had the people there, they had you know all that type of stuff there. He wants that for every national. Right. And we've had Live RC step up their game, but we didn't have Danny or Keenan, like they they showed up to some of the races, but they weren't like paid to come. So like to have the money to be able to get all this produ- production done right, so or done at all, instead of people take a picture with cell phone and try and pay post stuff. So I, I'm open to whatever Lance has as an idea that is the best thing too. So okay. Why don't all the tracks and races require royal membership? Wouldn't that help increase membership in effect, increasing royal revenue? Yeah, That's ideally, exactly right. If all tracks were royal members and they required all their people to be royal members, there would be no problems getting paid people on the staff and having you know enough money to have free races and all kinds of other stuff. Okay. All right. Marshawn, we're going to... Oh, it's 10 o'clock. I've kept you on for two hours, President. <laughs> to get investors, go after athletes and entertainers who have RCs. Don't remember who right now, but I've seen RCs at Major League Barks running in the outfield. Maybe it was Mike Trout. So we do, do, we do actually have an athlete. Ben Wallace yep. is a active onward racer. I've tried to get him on this podcast for many years. I almost got him on there. I'll be honest with you. These guys probably just want to race and not be bothered. Uh, but I will say that Ben Wallace has been probably the most active big name that we've had. Oh, yeah. You Definitely. know what I mean? And um, he's, he's, I don't know how involved, I know at one point he was really, really bigly, really highly involved in the onward scene. I still think he races, but probably not as involved in that. So, um, hey man, I am all about any opportunity to get to people. So, so we have been fixing the rules. Um, organization. Yeah, I'm still trying to find people for that compensation to those doing hard tidbit work. Yes, I, I would agree. But I feel like we're starting to fix that stuff. Okay, so Charlie Mack, this is what CL and Charlie Mack want about. Everything starts at home. First, we need to get our regional tracks and racers organized on our own to keep racers racing and build up these races at home so that every regional race feels like a DNC and PNB. Well, that starts with your regional rep and yeah. volunteers. That that talk starts with a lot more people. Like we just don't have the people. I would agree that would be great, but I don't have a way, like a grassroots thing, to just get somebody in every city to want to step up and then have a regional director that talks to all the people in those cities that are hosting these races and like it requires a lot more people. And right now, most people to do anything want to make money. And Charlie Mack, you know, I've been on you to join Raw for months now. On you. I'm going to meet him one day. (laughs) Yes, we also have Reggie Tong as well. But I think, I just think Ben Wallace is a little bit more of a high-profile athlete than Reggie. Uh, Reggie was, I think Reggie was running, was playing football back in the day when Mm -hmm. I used to go races with Paul Coleman and stuff. Still an avid avid off-road racer. But uh, Ben Wallace, like, is a basketball world champion. I believe an NBA final champion, like, but, um, yeah, I've tried to get Reggie on her, too, on the podcast. He's very shy. A lot of these guys 
what I've learned is that they do this as their pastime, right? Yeah. And they don't want to be bothered. Like what's They've that been dude? in the limelight. They don't need any more. Yeah. What's that guy? Dax, um, Dax Shepard. Like everybody was freaking out about him. And when he, his, he's into RC, it's just, it's just very difficult to, um, and look, man, these, let me tell you something. They probably Kyle look at RC. Into RC too. Who? Kyle Busch, NASCAR driver. Yeah. I raced against him. They probably look at RC and say, I'm not losing money on that. <laughs> I'm not losing money on that. All right, we'll take a few more questions and then we'll go. Uh, okay, Andrew Bishop says, just from the outside looking in, I think one thing that is tough is the current pricing strategy of Raw. We had up to 200 plus entrants at a previous race about a month ago at the same facility. Lots of locals seem to be pushed away by the cost of being up, cost being upwards of 350 for one class with pit space, practice, possibly lower the cost. So, so let me tell you something. We, we had this rant. Right, and I'm going to say it again. Roar does not control the cost of the pit space. That is by the track. Sorry, I'm trying to hide this comment. That is by the track, right? That's how the track makes money. The average cost of a the entry fee of a big race now in RC is $100. You go to DNC, it's $100. You go to PNB, any of these races, it's $100. I if, thought some of them were more than a hundred dollars. If and the race, the the tra- the track makes money off selling pit space and all that stuff. Yep. So you want you want Raw to make money, but you want them to charge less, right? And you, <laughs> hey, let, I don't know how you're going to do that. Like, let me tell you something. If if that's why I said the Nationals maybe not for everybody. If a hundred dollars for a pit space where you don't have to bring anything for that track is your main concern, then maybe you shouldn't be good. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't, um, I get it, but that's a drop in the bucket. Like people spend, people go, I see people go to PMB and these races and race five classes. That's $500 just in entry fees right there. So Lance McDonald, raw and raw affiliated manufacturers need a uniform sponsor. Yes. This is actually, this is actually a very good idea. Lance is talking about, so I have, I have a, I have a, so Lance is talking about Raw. Now, just so our listeners would know, Raw and Raw affiliated manufacturers need a uniform sponsor application that must be downloaded from a Raw website and accessible to only Raw members. So basically what it's saying, if you want to get sponsored, you have to be a Raw member. You uh, go in, you, uh, okay. you, and basically all manufacturers affiliated with Raw, you have to be a Raw member. And this will also be Raw would be a, like you, you would have a generic, sponsorship form that you fill out right and i he was telling me about it's a really great idea because we've always been talking about how to get more control of uh the current sponsorship game right Mm -hmm. and he believes raw should be involved in that uh i think he can reiterate a little iterate a little bit more uh with that comment but i i he's told me plenty of times and um i agree no raw membership no RC sponsorship. Hmm. Right now, the sponsor for the big drivers, the sponsors pay their membership stuff, anyways. <clears throat> so, is Raw a nonprofit? Marshawn yes. wants to know: Is a yes. tax so tax reduction? Okay, yep. here we go. All right, Walt Carpenter. I'm gonna t- hit on this because I just had a lipo fire. Check out my Facebook. I was just charging a, a lipo that could have probably had a lipo yeah, fire. I saw that while I was doing this. Uh, I think manufacturers should give lipo bags with their batteries. 
Or maybe you should buy lipo bags. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I go through so many batteries, I would have so many bags. Um, I don't know how I mean, expensive they are to a manufacturer, but or you make a uh, which I'm gonna make like a make a, a battery holding blah whatever a storage compartment out of ammo cans and stuff like that. Mm. All right, CL, let's get one more point because we ain't got your 40 bucks yet. <laughs> that brings CL Offred. That brings another point. All these different manufacturers, promoters, tracks, regional directors, all typically working against each other. Why can't the industry work with each other? You know what? That is the first comment I agree with you 100% on CL Offred. 110%. I, I, I think some of them work together. But most of them are only worried about their self-interest. I'll tell you why. Because they're too worried about trying to pick up one or two guys off that are skipping off sponsorships at a big race. That's why. That's why if you put some rules and regulations to sponsorship, be a raw member, have a generic application that you to fill out. People but like make some make some rule. If you if you don't see out your contract, then you get some sort of punishment. You get blacklisted. And don't get be able to get a sponsorship for the next couple of um couple of races or a couple of months or whatever. So I'm just saying. All right. So this gentleman, Andrew Bishop, is talking about Rumble Room. We had 204 entries, and we're now we're we're now not clearing 100 at the same facility. Even with more pro drivers, others traveling even farther. If we could pull the same crowd, we we already went over that because it's e nationals. Yeah, I don't know if that was he, just an electric race or if that was a nitro and electric race. Yeah, because it's just <clears throat> e-nationals. And for e-buggy, for the e-nats to be great, it's going to need nitro racers to join it. That's why we, uh, if you if you kind of missed the beginning of this, Andrew, he was talking about, um, my thing is that the e-nats always suffers with uh, entries, right? It's not yeah. just to room, whatever. I Look, $100 for pit space is not why people are going the reason why the E Nationals isn't getting the um, isn't getting the entries that they want is because no Nitro guys are going. So Roman Room have both Nitro and E and E classes, so it's different. That's okay. what the the E Nationals just need to be. They just need to be a one eight scale Nationals, in my opinion. Yeah. What is the annual fee for a track to maintain world membership? I believe it's a hundred dollars. It might be two hundred dollars. I, I would have to look it up. I know they changed it right before I became president, so I don't know what it got changed to. Okay. All right. So we're gonna take two more, a few more questions uh, for Clayton, so he could go, and then we're gonna go into some hardcore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie Mac says, "Hey, Alprez iPhone Illuminati style this have live time kill all transponders, and to fix it, you have to uh, you have to you have to use your raw number as a transponder number." Yeah, except uh, the the raw numbers are kind of going by the wayside. You're either a member or you're not. <clears throat> all right. So do we have any more questions? We're going to take one or two more questions, and then we're going to let uh, President uh, Mr. Clayton go. Uh, it's been a great discussion with you. Thank you, everybody, for um, all the, the questions. It's been good. It's been fun. Uh, and, yeah, just if you have any more, two more, and then we're going to go. And then, we'll, then I'm going to let him go, and then you're going to have me, and I'm putting on my sheriff's hat. 
I'm, I'm going to watch from from the uh, all right afar. Rick Hayes, thank you, Mister Hayes. Uh, does Raw actively? Thank you for the super chat as well. Does Raw actively attempt to get donations from corporations, even non-RC affiliated corporation? Is there a way to give a tax deductible donation to Raw if companies are interested? That's actually a very good question. That's a very good question. We I know we have not reached out. I've thought about reaching out to Monster Red Bull, any of those racing sponsors, um, but I have not had time to look into what that would take. Um, as for the nonprofit donation, I don't know the answer to that. I'll have to find that. I'll have to find it and get back to you. Don't know. That's a good question, Rick. Very good. Because JQ's talked about that a lot. As a non as a nonprofit organization, we should be reaching out to these big companies. The the federation should be reaching out because they have the numbers, right? They have the, the right. they have the numbers. You have the the clout in a in a way. You know, you're official. That right, right. I'm like, you know. And I agree with you, Lance McDonald. Four hundred entries, five days, four national titles on the line. I think that's that's honestly the only way we should have a one eight scale nationals because that it, it, the ENATS just it just ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry to all I'm I'm not I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry because the e buggy guys are always talking about how e buggy is the future and this and I and I love e buggy, but nitro guys show up and it comes back. Nitro guys are hardcore racist, e buggy guys, e buggy early guys are more hobbyists. That's gonna yeah. piss people off. That's gonna piss people off. It did already, but it's <laughs> truth be told. All right, one more question from Andrew Bishop, and then uh, we're going to – well, actually, we have two more questions. Have Raw Plus Tracks possibly tried another method to split profits? I see a lot of frustration between track owners and large sponsors since the sponsors such as Raw, such as a Roar make a lot of money while the tracks are left, if not much left over after a big race. So I, I would – Yeah, that's a pretty big misnomer, actually, because Roar is not making a lot of money. They spend a lot of money. By bringing in the talent to host a race, to race direct, to cut the referees to call the penalties, the the tech guys to do all the stuff, and buying all the trophies, the cups, the cups are like two hundred dollars a piece. So like the trophies aren't cheap. We spend probably thirty five hundred dollars a race on trophies. Um, so that if we did a profit split, we I actually talked to the Miami track about hosting nationals, and when we looked at the profit split. When you paid for everything, there was nothing left. They would have just lost money. And so that didn't work out with them. But like the tracks are guaranteed money, even though the money that was taken in was like it, it, for this New York race. If we don't reach about 125 to 150 entries, then Roar just loses money. So the track still makes money, but Roar loses money. Well, I don't think the ENATS is going to make them any money. That's, unfortunate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So because we like, so if we have 78 entries right now, we probably brought in $6,800. The trophies are probably going to be at least $1,800, even though it's only four classes. Um, and then you have to, we have live RC costs, which are, you know, a few thousand dollars. You have the three guys from RMT that are going to go up there. That's another few thousand dollars. So we're already in the hole before we even go. <clears throat> I, I, and and then I, even Calandra on his side, he's got to go get sponsors. He's got to yep. put time in, pay people to be there, and then he's got people complaining about paying a hundred dollars for pit spots. 
Yeah, if they make it over 125, I believe they make $2,500, which isn't a lot. So, okay. What's up, Buggy Brent? Small club racetracks need to support Raw. If their races are Raw members, Raw can choose one track in that region and crown that track as king and allow them to host a regional race, which those top racers get to go to a nationals. Tracks will naturally compete to get a chance to host. In return, that track and racers get spotlighted media from Raw. At the end of the day, it's bragging rights. That's a good idea. That's actually yeah. a very good idea. Very good idea. Charlie Mack, thank you for the super chat. And he wants to know, is the position of director of Bruggy Research and Development still available? <laughs> he is an avid Bruggy, Bruggy enthusiast. Oh. Um, <laughs> Lance McDonald says, I don't believe it's a tax deduction as Roy is not a charitable organization. They are just nonprofit. Mm, that's probably very true. So this is actually, this is a very good idea. And I don't think it has to come from Roy. It has to come from Ephra. They have no offense. They have better referees. They have guys that are really good at this. I think that. Uh, hey, wait a second. I was refereeing. No, no, you ain't. You ain't Stitson. <laughs> Stit, see, see. A lot of people think that referee is just about calling penalties. The referee is actually the guy that's managing the race. You know. Yeah. It, so I was I race directing see, and refereeing. Well, yeah, he's he. You got to be so. You got to be. You know. So. I think that Mark Stitson, he's one of the best referees I've seen at a race. You know, I watched mm-hmm. him at the Worlds. I, I, I've said this before. I think that there should be a referee program. Every sport has it. Like there's people that go through courses to do, uh, to become a, foot, a soccer referee, oh, right, a, right. you know, stuff like that. I think that we should, there should be people that are interested in being referees. There should be a standard. You should train people. They, should, they would have to pay for this course. No, you pay for the course. You do the course, and then you you if you want to be a referee, you have that standard, and then you get compensated to be a referee at a track or an event. You get compensated, and you have to have that um have to have have to have that certificate saying that you went through that course. But mm-hmm. I honestly believe that has to come from over in Europe because they have had way more practice at doing that. That's that's my that's thoughts fair. on that. <laughs> Lance says all the trophies need to stop. <laughs> and <laughs> quick in VA, I think Lefty needs to get some track owners on the live or podcast to discuss how a track makes money. Um, a track, I've had track owners on her. A track, it's very hard for a track to make money, especially when there's lots of tracks around there as well. I think uh, Lance McDonald would be a good person to talk about that. He's, he's a very good race promoter, and all his races get sold out at different tracks in Florida. So there we go. We've had Mark Calandra on as well. He's up there in Rome. It's not from the Enats. I tell you that. I'm sorry. E-Buggy guys ain't showing up. Larry, it's it's LW4. I should be at PNB. All right, guys. So I don't think we have any more questions for, for, um, for Clayton. Let's see. Ken Calhoun, if you're running an event, you shouldn't be allowed to race, but you give the event your full attention. Yeah, you I don't know how to race. If you're running an event, you are allowed to race. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how people can can race and run an event anyway. I, I no, not effectively. It's it's, it's crazy. Um, the races so, that I ran, I wasn't running them. I was just racing them. I may have got a question here or there because everybody asked the president questions, but I wasn't running the events. Okay. All right. Well, I would say this to everybody. If you are keen on going to the ENATS, 
it's still time to sign up. You can sign up late. There, unfortunately, there's no mini truggy and four wheel four wheel drive short course truck. So if you want the Enets to be good and you want support and you want that track to make some money off it, I would suggest signing up now. I mean, you're still going to pay a late fee. Uh, go up there, run it. They still need the interest. Yep. And um, and it's a great place. So I just, I know Andrew says, forgive my bias on pricing. I hear a lot from local crowd where we pull upwards to 130 entries at trophy races. I'm assuming that he's up in this area that okay. where, where, where Rome is. But I've talked to a lot and say they were pushed away by the cost to attend. Extremely excited. You know what, man? You're going to a Royal Nationals. You're not going to a club race. It, it is a difference, right? And yep. I believe that everybody that's going there wants to win. They're, it's not going to be your typical local crowd. It's going to be people from out of town that are all yeah, good. Exactly. They all want to win. Exactly. Okay, so he's from. So he says he's from RC Madness. So that's um, not too far. Two hours that's, away. That's is that up in Connecticut? I think so. Yes, yes, right. So I, I understand that perfectly. Understand that people don't want to look to go to races like this. It costs money. Just just know that that is, that that hundred dollars for the pit spot, and you can be you can pit for free if you bring your own stuff, right? You can pit for free. That money is how that track is going to make money. That's right. It's in Connecticut, Enfield CT. So that that is how that track is making money. He is that that track is making money from the pit spots. Yep. Because it ain't from the entries. So um I I I agree with you, Andrew, and I've I've heard a lot of people complain about that. But think of the hundred dollars as that's that money is going to the track. That man has to go out and get tents. He has to get tables. He has to get chairs. I paid a hundred dollars to go to, like I said, I at LCRC, I paid my hundred dollars and I was happy to pay it. Yep. I was happy to pay it because I'd have, I couldn't bring none of that stuff with me. And I, it would have cost me more than a hundred dollars to buy a tent, buy a table, buy chairs, and then find extension cords to, to run all of that. So just know that that's happening. I under, I 100% understand why you feel that way. And I understand that the track, the 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 fees are one hundred dollars, but you're you're not you are going to something a little bit bigger than your local race. So um, I just know because I know how I know how the the split is with with the with the tracks and with the with the fees and all that stuff. Clayton, thank you for your time. I know you have to go work tomorrow. I'm I'm yep. gonna geek out on RC with people for a little bit here. <laughs> um, thank you guys for all your questions. What's up, Jonathan Curse? How you doing? Um, well, don't go anywhere. We're going to hang out for a little bit after this. And um, thank you, Fred, for your time. I know it's getting late down there in Brazil, so you can go if you need to. Uh, everybody say thanks to Fred. He's done a great job of thank bringing you, up the comments. And it's he's one hour ahead of us, so it's now 11.20 there in Brazil. Oh, wow. I look, for, I look forward to seeing... Uh, I look forward to seeing Fred in Brazil next year for the World Championships. Thank you, Mr. President. If you guys have any questions, if you want to volunteer, if you want to become a part of Roar, hit this man up. Hit up the Roar Facebook page. Hit him up on Facebook. Uh, contact him at president at RoarRacing.com. Yes. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Clayton, for your time. I will talk to you at the next race. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. All right. So... Fred, if you want to go, thank you for your time, Fred. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of lefties off the record. I'm not going to be on too long tonight, guys. So if you guys have any questions, if you have anything you want to talk about, 
uh, give me a second because I have to pee and I have to put on my um, my sheriff's hat. So get those questions ready. I'll be right back in one minute. All righty. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Let's talk about mm, Tyler Jones getting a Sparco car. Mm. Just found out who's uh, importing the Sparco car, the up, uh, Power Hobbies are up in Jersey somewhere. So it looks like uh, that. I don't know what to think about that. So well, it goes two hours. What's up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you're still on, lads. It's 1024. I thought you'd be asleep. Uh, thank you guys for, I did not wash my hands, Charlie Mack. I did not wash my hands. It's me, and I'm only her. So, you know. How does if it's, I don't. I just use my right hand. Um, <laughs> I knew those jokes were gonna come. Uh, all right. So let's let's get some talk topics up here. Here, so LW4 says here's a track owner interview. Jamie Tenney's from Trackside Hobbies up there in Wisconsin. I'll check that out. All right. So Power Hobbies is gonna bring the Sparco car. We have a lot of chassis coming out now. Um. Sparkle car. I heard that the Ming Yang car is coming to America, which is the HB copy, or they make the HB. We have the HB car coming out here shortly as well, the new one. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, we've seen some videos of the Pro Moto X on the track. Not, not the best videos, <laughs> I would say, uh, but um, we've seen them out on there. So yeah, what are we guys? Uh, what are we guys gonna talk about besides me going to the bathroom? Walter says there are a bunch of Mugens. Lance says took a nap. Oh, I did too, actually, a little bit this afternoon, and I had two coffees before I came here. Um, let me see. I didn't really put down no topics because I would thought you guys might want to talk about something. Uh, yeah, I went to sleep. I went to sleep and I had to deal with my, my daughter this afternoon. Uh, yeah. What did you guys think about Clayton? I like that he comes on. I think we've seen more openness and transparency with raw in these six months than I've seen in my entire time at, uh, <laughs> um, I would have to. So Kevin Thompson says uh, the ENATS will be a failure because the electric crowd doesn't travel. I, I have to agree with you there. Uh, they don't. And if you look at the numbers, like everybody would say, well, at PMB, the, the e, e, e buggy was the biggest class. And I looked at it, and yes, the sportsman e buggy class was the biggest, one of the biggest classes there. Uh, but then I looked, it was like 75, 80 nitro buggies. So I, my thing was that it was like, that should be the biggest class, right? Sportsman e-buggy should probably be the biggest class. It's, it's, it's meant for newcomers. It's, it's meant to um, come in and help people be, you know, get, get their foot in the door. So I, I expect it to be, to be big there. But at the end of the day, we all know that nitro guys kind of carry the swing. Nitro guys are the guys that um, run those classes, run those classes, uh, excuse me, as like extra classes. So that's why I, I just feel like having the, 
I know there's a few like Andrew would say I highly disagree because I'm coming with the electric from the electric crowd just in any alone many many drivers who travel six plus hours for a well put on race yeah but at the same time right Andrew I know guys that live in New York that are e buggy early guys are not going to this race so it it uh it kind of I that's why I think it just needs to be one eight scale nationals. E-buggy, E-truggy, Nitro-buggy, Nitro-truggy. Just have it, knock it out in one, 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 one shebang. I would like to see uh, if... I would like to see a Nationals B. So that would be my, my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's... So... Let's see. How do we grow the hobby bash in the street? We need it to get this pumped. I think we need to reach out to the bashers and show them that we're doing, you know, what we're doing. It's it, you. We all think that RC is so big, right? But we we're not we're not really not uh we're not out there enough, right? We we may we we can we said we maybe have fifteen thousand active racers. That's that's nothing. In the USA, 15,000 over all the genres. Let's say it's 20. Let's say it's 25. That's still not enough. Still not enough. So we need to be all RC ambassadors. Every Everything needs to be in, like, we need to get more RC out in the algorithm. We're saying that. Uh, I have some pretty, so I have a, so this is, I have a, I have a video of Little Bump, a reel of Little Bump doing two laps at the North Georgia shootout. 3.5 million views so far. I didn't even know it was going virals like that. And then, oh, oh, sorry. Then on my TikTok right now, this is this is what's crazy. On my TikTok, I posted that uh, Gate Star from RCGP at Badlands, 2,888K views on my TikTok. And on Instagram, it got me 300 subs in 24 hours. That's crazy. We don't know what's going to go viral nowadays. So we just need to send everything we can RC-related out there. Um, so, all right. I, I didn't say it would be a failure. I said, I just won't get the numbers that it should, that, that the fuel nets get nitro guys show up. The fuel nets may not have show, show, sold out this year, but they showed up and it was Chico is in the easiest place to get to. You got to find a San Francisco or Sacramento and then drive up. And the NorCal, there's a healthy community of races in NorCal but nowhere near as much as SoCal. I wonder if Mayako looking at a new USA driver, I would think that Mayako needs to be looking at a team manager uh, because that's what they need, in my opinion. A, a team manager and then a, a USA driver later because I think they should just send Ronafalk over there to race more. That would what I would do if I was, if I was in charge of, of Mayako. Uh okay, here's oh hold on. Kyle Mc, so okay, yeah, Tyler and Sparko. I don't so I think he's just testing the car. Like we sent when we said JQ Racing, we sent Tyler Jones uh, a black edition. Nobody knew. I think they're just trying to test. I'll be honest with you. I like Tyler Jones, but I think that ship may have sailed. I think he probably needs to get back and go out there and make some amens get some results, but right now he just hasn't got those results to warrant him being a, a paid driver, in my opinion. I like him. I think he's fast, 
but he hasn't lived up to that that win that he got at at PMB back in 2019. So I think um I think he can test all these cars. I just want to see him get results, right? I want to see him perform like I know he can perform. But while he's not, there's all these other young kids coming up that are getting faster, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Kyle McBride looks to be so Matthew Lawrence. So Kyle McBride looks to be privately backed by OZRC here in Australia. Chassis Toys is will be all will be all his. But also, I think that ship sailed for him too. Kyle McBride should have moved to America when he drove for Associated or Europe four or five years ago, six years ago. He's still very highly talented, highly talented. But I have to question his work ethic. Not the best. Not the best. He's had plenty of opportunities. Comic Bides won Silver State. Done well at Reedy Races. You know, made multiple world championship A-mains. I think he's podiumed a few. But if he ha- my, I think the biggest thing of Kyle McBride was he needed to get out of Australia. He needed to go to America. And we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. Now he's, he's ta- just taking whatever deal he can get. I believe he might be working with OCRC. But... I mean, he's just going to end up being an Australian fast guy. Will that? Will they send him on a world tour? Will he be competitive on a worldwide stage? He would have to get out of Australia. It's unfortunate because I as another one. I like Kyle. Has all the talent, way more ta- more talented than Tyler Jones, and he just never. I think he needed to go to America at some point or Europe and live there for a while and um and race right. And just be around those fast guys. So that's my thoughts on that, Matthew. Still like him, though. But I think Alex Bernardzak's beat him a few times in Australia. And that's he's another one. Alex, you know, he's another one. If he wanted to take this seriously, he would have to come out of Australian race. Mark Van Orden, all the current big races, PMB, Silver State, etc. Do not hold separate events. Raw should follow. Yeah, but they have separate races. Uh, so PMB has, it's just, it's one of five full races. So Dave has, uh, Southern Indoor Championships. He has Psycho Nitro Blast. He has Wicked Weekend, which I'm going to next, in two weeks time. And then he has AMS coming up here uh, in November. So it's a different, different, it's different, you know, they, and they also have Sportsman and Intermediate and they also have E-Buggy and Truggy and all that type of stuff. If that's what you're talking about, if you're talking about the difference between A and B. Donnie's dad, trophy chasers that run sportsmen are not going to a national race. Too much competition. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. Cody Wildgast, the answer to stop doing national, the answer is to stop doing nationals as regularly. Maybe break North America up into Northwest, Northeast, Southwest, Southeast divisions. For year for yearly and do the nationals with the top half a quarter from each biannually. But that's hard to do because the nationals qualify you for the world championships, which are every two years. So I believe the nationals the year before is what qualifies you for the I don't I love the nationals. Why would we not want to have them every year? I think there should be a worlds every year. I, I hate that it's every two years, to be honest. 
Lance McDonald says, your electric-only races as a whole are more budgeted races and will have a hard time to justify cost of entry. I, I 100% agree with you. I, I do not... I do not... Um, I do not disagree with you, man. They are, and and that's fine. It's nothing wrong with that. They come, they they those are the races that are at your local tracks. Uh, they they go to the they do a lot of club racing. That's that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, I have I I don't see anything wrong with that. I will one hundred one hundred percent agree with you. And uh, as Kevin says, he to Kevin he says, Mark, I wasn't bashing on your event. He says it's just historically been a low entry. I'm talking about the Enats. I know that you have busted your butt to prep to put on a great event. It's just that races don't show up. Yeah, be, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, man. I think that's why we just need to have it as one event. What's up, Dwayne? How are you guys doing? See you guys at AMS. Can't wait. LW4. I used to show videos of my sports and racing to my class, and I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I think it was... Um, I think we just need to do it all. Like I always ask these younger racers what their friends think about it at school and how can they get their friends racing. EKJ for 24,000. Should Wicked Weekend have a females-only class and do you think females will sign up? So I think you should ask females if they want a female-only class because RC is not... They want to race against the best, right? So in RC... There is nothing that stops a female from being just as fast as a male or a male from just being just as fast as a female. There's no physical uh, aptitude. It's all hand-eye coordination. You, you can, you don't, there's, you know, there's no strength. Like if you said, was this, if this was a powerlifting competition, should men and women compete? No, of course not. Because, you know, men are stronger than women in, in powerlifting and stuff like that. I think if these females wanted a female-only race, sure. But I think they want to race against males because there's no difference between... I used to think that we should have a female class too, but I think that these females want to be out there and race against each other. They want to race against the best too. There's not, There's no physical separation between a male and female when it comes to RC racing. That's what makes RC racing great for everybody, right? I used to think that. And then you talk to some of these females and they will tell you that... They uh they they want to race against males. They want to they want to beat guys, and guys don't like to lose to females. Get used to it. Get used to it. Females can be females are fast RC racers as well. Kimo Tyler don't have a chassis sponsor right now, and Sparko it needs a it Sparko is new. It needs a it needs views. Yeah, but. If he does, if he takes the Sparko and doesn't make a mains, what difference does it make? Sparko's been very aggressive with their marketing, which makes you think they have a lot of money behind them. Very aggressive with their marketing. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with that. The sheriff is brutal. Uh, I'm not too brutal. I was brutal earlier. I was brutal earlier. Yeah, I and you know what? I guarantee you. So Travis Harrington says, "I vote for CRC for the Nitro Nets," and I guarantee you, people will go. People will go. People will fly from all over America to go to that race. I know I'll be there. Martin Pilmeyer, excuse me if I'm 
saying your name wrong. If you want to attract bashers to race side, the format has to change. Being at the track for five to seven hours, a total of 30 minutes of driving is not going to excite new people to come. Try it. Less classes, which equals less investment, equal higher probability of getting bashers, getting the bud. Um, are we talking about club racing? Uh, I definitely think that we can... Uh, I would accommodate them. So if a basher, I would say have a basher class or a novice class. So if that driver shows up before Arma or a Typhon and they're stuck, put them all in one class, let them all race, let them get a taste, go out there, help them, turn marshal for them, go over to them and ask them about their cars. It takes more than just that. We have to be ambassadors to them. Stop being these introverted RC nerds. Go up and talk to these guys. Make them feel welcome. They too have to ask questions as well. But they have to feel comfortable asking questions. What are you talking about, Walt? Mugen OG Hara back? Hara ship sailed. Hara was fast in two thousand in, in the in what? In the early two thousand that his like Hara's are like I, I don't understand one thing I don't understand is when an older RC guy comes back, people get so excited, right? That guy's time was up. His his time was up. Aro is extremely fast, talented driver. He's bounced around to from chassis to chassis. Has he gone back to Mugen now? Is he left Infinity? I don't know. I haven't really been following. Let me know, Walt. I don't know what's going on with that. Matthew Lawrence, yes, correct. Works there. The offer was there from Cav to, I believe, to go to the USA. Oh, he's talking about comic, right? Yeah, he should have done that back in. When he when he started with Associated, man, I think he would have been uh he would have been it, he he would be like that that like Kyle McBride is so fast. Like I think you guys he is so talented. I will I've had the privilege of watching him race. And he is fucking incredibly talented. Like for a guy that didn't travel much or get to race around people of equal speed or faster, it's amazing what he was able to do. I, I don't know if he can still do it. I hope he does, but we'll see. I have well, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking about Haraback, Nitro Challenge. I'm lost. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Empire RC, Lefty, are you going to AMS? That's the plan. We'll be doing a waffle for that uh, next month, I believe, to raise money to get me there. So, Walt, what are you talking? Oh, he's talking about OG stuff, like RC Pro Series cutting into to Roar. I remember RC Pro Series when Carlton had it. Andrew Bishop, you know what would be great for RC, in my opinion? A rental ride class at all track. I agree. Allow families to come up and try cars for the night, such as a slash for, say, 40 bucks. Race entry plus repair, repair fees if needed. Think of go-karts. Not many will buy a full race go-kart before running a rental car at a facility. They don't have to spend 2K to find out. You don't, you don't have interest in this hobby. I agree. There's lots of tracks that do that. They have rental rides, and they... um. People get involved in it. I think spec, splat, spec slash is an excellent way for people to get involved into RC on a cheap, on a cheap, on the cheap and easy. Very good. I I one hundred percent agree with that. I have no idea what you're talking about, Dan Jones. One that's one race a month in a five month season. No idea what you're talking about. Must be talking about something earlier. So RC Jr says I've heard that females have better reaction times. Probably, man. I know my wife's reaction to going from normal to angry at me is extremely fast. 
So if her hand-eye coordination's like that, then I'm in trouble. And you guys are in trouble because that woman can go from lovey, lovey, lovey to telling me um, the devil's child quickly. So if her hand-eye coordination is as quick as her brain thinks, switches on me, then she then she can beat everybody. Charlie Mack, to get people into war, we should probably use the old RC Pro method that Peter had. To race the series at regional level, you needed a license to run, build credit with racers at races. Yeah, they do that over in England. They have a licensing, a licensing system where you have to like you, you're at a level. So you have to make it like you're an F2 driver and you want to make it to an F1, which is like the, you know, where you get to run, where you're running in the you know higher classes. That's uh, I agree with that. I agree. Need to steam this hat, Mark Van Nude. I'm gonna. I have a steamer at home. I'm gonna take it. Get this done. It's so. It's hard. It's. Uh, how long do cowboy hats take to break in? I probably need to wear it more. Gnarly RC. Why not a private RC league? Does this? Does it have to be nonprofit? Um. Explain. Like RC Pro Series was a private. RC League, I would say at its an RC Pro Series that you guys saw is a different RC Pro Series from what I was involved in. When Carlton Epps had RC Pro Series, it was good. It was nationwide and even worldwide because he had it in Puerto Rico. He had it, uh, and he had even had it here in the Dominican Republic at one point. Nick Soto, the old school guys can't let go of old school stuff. I 100% agree with you. Chris Boyder, T-Burst retired. How much longer can the top dogs go? Will we see a 40-plus top pro drivers? I mean, Tebow finished, what, third at the, fourth? Third at the Nationals? Her recently? Second in Chuggy? He still got it. He just probably doesn't have the, want to put the time in to commit to doing it. He's got a family and all that stuff. See you later, LW4. I'm going to head out, Lefty. Hope to see you at another race soon. Definitely will check you in the next chance. Like, yeah, man. Good. Hey, LW4, keep up the good work. Hopefully, I'll see you. Are you coming to uh, Wicked Weekend or to AMS? I'll be there. Charlie Mack. Okay, Lefty. People say less classes equals less time at the track. But if you take the same classes and combine them, everyone will still be there. So race time is the same, less even for lower mains. Cap it. I'm I'm kind of lost on that one, Charlie Mac. Yeah, we just talked about that, Brent. What's up, man? Have my packets here soon. Thank you. Karma Bride picked the control up recently. We was just talking about that. We was just talking about that. Nick Soto, till they feel like stopping RC, isn't that physically taxing? No, not taxing. No, term marshalling is. Quick and VA says, adrenaline does SCT rentals. You can also rent a track for private events. I believe uh, BTRC does that too. So Brent actually, uh, at BTRC, during the peak season, like the, the high season in South Carolina, because it's down there in Myrtle Beach, he advertises in the um, hotels and stuff, and he got. He says he gets a lot of people that come, come in, and they rent. Uh, you know, as part of 
being on a vacation, come in and rent cars and go on a track. And then a lot of them leave with cars. Andrew Bishop at Lefty. Remember Mylon Carson? I certainly do. She used to kick butt over there in the European, European side of things. Even Yes, she did. I think that Malin, had she stayed in RC, and her, her, I heard her old man was pretty batshit crazy, coming, and that's coming from the, the X-ray people. Uh, I believe that she would would have been the first R like the. I know we have Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer uh, Jessica Paulson, but this Malin Carson was faster, right? I think she would have been the the first real real female pro RC driver beating these guys. She probably could have been a European champion, but uh, you know that, all that bullshit that went on that was all a whole bunch of bullshit. Bullshit. I got to say bullshit. Walt Carpenter, he says, Lefty, it's happy hour here in Louisiana. Like the motorcycle deal. I like the motorcycle deal, but I think they may hurt marshals. They don't turn sharp. What do you think about that? I think e-buggies, well, I think e-buggies and e-truggies are the silent killer. Man, them things are so quiet. Whew, I would, man, I, man, ooh, I do not want to get hit by an e-buggy or e-truggy. Yeah, I don't think them bikes go fast enough. Yeah, and they got that big tire. They definitely don't turn great. Lance McDonald, nonprofit is intended to keep it honest and transparent. Unfortunately, that stopped six uh, six or so years ago. Okay. I wish. At Silver State, 40 plus is packed with lots of good drivers. Um. Yeah, I mean, 40 plus is a very highly competitive class. There's lots of guys out there that race it, that race it. And um, yeah, it's it's like one of the biggest classes in RC, right? Mike Cass, they should have a class for stick control and nitro buggy class. Well, I mean, Little Bump, and it will be Little Bump versus Davide Angara and all the Europeans. So I think Little Bump is the only driver I have seen in America, using stick control. But over in Europe, it's quite popular. Charlie Mack, at lefty, IE entries in expert 10, open 10, sportsman 10. If it's all one class, that's still 30 people. How are you saving time? Not including 40 plus. I'm speaking in an RD POV. You're saving time because you don't have individual qualifying for them. So you don't have a sportsman qualifying session. You don't, you just, you know, or individual races for them. You, sorry. I don't know. I'm getting tired. Uh, you save time by, that's a better question for Lance McDonald. He's an RD. Brent Jackson, 40 plus E-Truggy is the glory. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm, you know what? You know what, Charlie Mack, though? I have to say this. E-Truggy is way more popular than Nitro-Truggy. So I, or sorry, Bruggy. So you know what, Charlie Mack? You better get one of your Brugginers because they're letting that E-Truggy get, I mean, I want I would, I want an E-Truggy. I want to race E-Truggy. So uh, I don't know, man. Isaiah Keen, what's up, man? It's been a while. I ain't seen you for a minute. You still racing? Where are you too? Are you, are you still on the West Coast? Left, appreciate your time. Man, thank you for joining me. I enjoy these lives. I wasn't planning on doing one, but uh, yeah, I thank you. 
Thank you, Lance, for joining. You you had some great points, especially about your sponsorship. Thank you. And he says, Lefty and everyone really enjoyed the live night. Have a great night. Keep it rubber side, Don. See you in a couple of weeks, Lance. See you in a couple of weeks. You you broke. Yes, you did. You broke Lefty, Charlie. So you're going to have to call me. And I, I, right now, I can't think of this. I can't think of this. What what you're really trying to say? I think that's my issue. Fred's been gone. Sorry, Fred left a few minutes ago. Thank you, Fred. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You was a great help today. Wall Carpenter. Hey, Lefty, you rock. I'm gonna get Charlie Mac at Bring the Heat. Yeah, that's coming up soon. I know. I need to. I asked JQ Charlie Mac. He never gave me his. He's right now, he's pissy Q. He's he's all pissy right now. So I'm I limit my chat my talking to JQ. He's supposed to interview me next week. We'll see. Why is my computer flashing? Something's up. Something's not good right here. My uh I'm back. There we go. Isaiah says, I had to stop racing for financials. My daughter popping out. About three, yeah, man. Hey, man, I have a four-year-old daughter, and she is not cheap. I have a four-year-old daughter and eleven-year-old son. Uh, also, guys, if you if you are coming to, um, why is this flashing now? This is not good. If you are coming to Wicked Weekend and you want some stickers, hit me up. I'll have. I just got a bunch made, so I'll be giving them away at Wicked Weekend. Dwayne Fletcher, I think seven scale bruggy sounds better than bruggy. Buggy sounds better. I don't want to admit that they're bu- I would. I'll be honest with you, man. It's getting hard for me to tell the difference between a, a, a buggy and a, and a truggy now at races. Like if I just stop, I have to really look. It's it's getting ridiculous. I am. I actually agree with uh, Charlie Mack. Bring back the old school bu- truggy bodies, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not that RC. So RC Jarrett is saying check. It's not that. It's um it's this program acts up when I'm using another program. So I don't know what's going on with that. But I'm gonna be wrapping this up here soon anyway. I'm not going too long tonight. I'm tired. I'm tired tonight. Well, Isaiah, I wish you all the best over there in Virginia Beach. Coastal is very nice over there run by the Schimmels. And um I think you guys will I think you enjoy it. Moving over to Virginia. A little cheaper on the East Coast than it is over there on the West Coast. Yeah, it's getting worse now. Maybe my camera's, I don't know. It's something something to do with something around her. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to wrap this up her something. I, I don't know. I saw it earlier. It's like when I'm using, sometimes when I'm using YouTube and this at the same time, it kind of acts up, but I'm not using YouTube at the same time. So... Dude, you are hardcore. You run, you run, you ran the Nitro Nats. He was there. Take it easy, D70. Have a good night. Uh, if you're going to Barnstormers this weekend, have a good time. Have a good time. I think that's going to be it for me, guys, tonight, too. I'm a little bit tired. Uh, I got to get up early. I got to record with Kevin Abbott. I got to record with Max tomorrow. So it's going to be a busy day. I am bringing on another podcast here on Friday. I want to thank all of you guys for all of your time here with Clayton. It was a joy. Uh, he was on for a lot longer than I anticipated. 
but you guys kept it kosher. Uh, I appreciate that. We we haven't seen this level of transparency in quite some time out of Raw, so I, I'm loving it. Uh, I know a lot of you still are on the what is Raw doing for me thing, and, and I understand that. I, I totally do. But uh, we need to be a part of the problem. Uh, sorry, we need to stop being a part of the problem and be a part of the solution. So, yeah. CL offer says, my Nitro SAT is waiting on drive says Techno. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I love to see that. Mike Petroselli, we need to see you at the Big Apple. Maybe next year. I've been talking to uh, talking to Rohan about that for the 10th anniversary. Donnie's dad, I will see you in a couple of weeks in at Wicked. I am, I am eager to get back to the track. I have been home for too long. I cannot wait. We're gonna. We got a lot of cool things planned for you guys, and I look forward to seeing all of you guys. What's up, nine sixteen VP? How you doing, man? You kind of came in a little late. We're gonna. We're gonna be closing it up here. We're going for three hours here. Thank you, Buggy Brent. I appreciate that, man. Keep up the good work, you as well, man. Charlie Mac, it's been good having you in here. RC Jars, Quick and VA, all you guys. Uh, thank you guys for everything. I greatly appreciate it. I know I went four hours the last time. Uh, what do you think about free practice at local tracks? I think that you should not want anything free from your local track. If you're talking about for new people, yeah, maybe. But remember, that track has to survive and it needs to make money as well. So at that $10, that $5 that they get, that's, that all helps them. That all helps them. You, Isaiah, good good luck on the move over to the Virginia with that three-year-old, man. I know how it is. Uh, you guys have a great evening. Thank you for all the support. Uh, if you haven't hit that like uh, sub button on the channel, I hope you guys do. We're almost at four, 4K, which may not sound like a lot in the big scheme of things, but for me, it's a lot. And um, Chumley's RC, how you doing, man? You tuned in late. You tuned in late. And CL says, only a fool invest in something with no set plans, Lefty. Well, you know what? Only a fool starts working for free. I did that. You want to invest? Invest in a super chat. Or a membership. Or a Patreon. There you go. Support the podcast. There you do that. Because you know what? I need those to keep on going. Without money, this podcast cannot exist. I know you see all these sponsors, but I mean, it's a lot of money coming in. A lot of money going out. A lot of money going out. But, uh, oh, Salty Joe shares up at the end. God, the shit. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate everything. Um, honestly, cannot do this without you guys. Thank you for everything. Love all you guys. If you guys see I'm in a, a, bit, a little bit salty lately, don't take it personal. It's I'm enjoying this. It's like sitting here talking shit in the pits. That's why I like it. Uh, I see a lot of things going on in RC, and I'm kind of tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing excuses. I'm tired of seeing <clears throat> people expecting things and all this type of stuff. RC racing is awesome. I love it, and I just want to see it be bigger and better. And I enjoy going to the races, being with my friends, and I enjoy what I do. And I cannot do it without you guys. And um, yeah, man, sometimes you just have to sit off and talk shit and, and, and debate. And I enjoy that because I, I'm super passionate about RC. 
So if if I say if it sounds like I'm being harsh, I'm not. I'm just I'm just kind of passionate about what I'm talking about because like I do this for a living. So obviously I'm super passionate about it. So thank you guys. I'll see you guys at Wicked Weekend. I might do a live. I don't know if I'll have time. I think it's two weeks before Wicked Weekend. It's the 12th. Maybe. Maybe I'm leaving on the 25th. So uh, bringing my son too. So I'm happy about that. So come up. Say what's up. Let me know if you guys think about me doing some private stuff like Waffle Wise. I'm thinking about doing that uh, to make a little extra money for myself. Because RC, man, RC doesn't pay all the bills. So <clears throat> trying to do that. Thank you for all the super chats. Thank you for all the people that became members of the YouTube or my patrons. Uh, greatly appreciate that. I remember we have links for all the awesome sponsors that support the podcast in the written description of this 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 uh, this podcast. And thank you to them. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Padal USA, Sai One of You, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, which I'm getting one of them gas trucks when I go to Wicked Weekend, it sounds like. Stacked RC, Racecraft USA, Call RC, WRC, House of RC, Shadow to Our Drivers, David Ronald Jared Tebow, Robert Baddy, Alexander Hagberg. You guys have a good evening. Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Not at ENATS. Not at ENATS, though. Let's just make it all one, one eight-scale nationals. Love you guys like, like, like life. One love. And uh, look forward to the podcast coming out on Friday. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, and I will talk to you later. Nitro is the glory. Left of the sheriff. Didn't really have to go left of the sheriff tonight. I'm looking for the, the outro. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for right now. Hey, man. Check you guys later. I got to figure out what's going on with my video here. Don't like that. Bye, everybody.